Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 158. Sadly, Lance Reddick passes. With me, George, as always, joined this week by Seb and RGT, silence to my random guy in Lost. Gentlemen, how's it going? Going well, thank you very much. How are you, George? Very good indeed. Let's keep the momentum sharp this episode. So, Odders, grab whatever it is that you're holding as I ask these gentlemen, what have you been playing? And I direct that to, I'm intrigued to find out what the post-Harvest Stella hangover looks like. RGT, what have you been playing? Uh, a bit more legacy, um, not a great lot, um, but yeah, I still keep dipping in. I want to finish the game. Um, I've, I've had some enjoyable moments with it, but I am finding it a bit of a chore at the moment, if I'm honest. But I want to get it finished. Um, there's been some good bits, but I've been dipping in and out. I've been playing, actually, one of Seb's recommendations this week, Ooh. Doom to Hell. What? What? Is it your yeah. mummy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know me well, Seb. That that mm-hmm. game's right up my street. And yeah, the comparisons to Hades are there. So I mean, apt. That, that game is like four bucks. That mm-hmm. game is worth way more than four bucks. I mean, I like the pixel art style. The controls are tight. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. That Because I've, I've been really busy this week, so I need something I can keep nipping into, playing a bit, coming back out, and that's perfect for that. Keep jumping mm-hmm. in. Half hour in, try and get see how far I can get. Upgrade my character. Yeah, that's that's a cracking game. Great recommendation. It's so good. It is. That it's is, probably the most underrated indie game I've ever recommended on this show. It is really yeah. good. And like I say, four bucks. That is cheap. That game for that's great fun. That's just one you can have on your system permanently. Keep jumping in when you fancy some quick battles and stuff. Really good. Um, and also, just to those that don't really know, who didn't listen last week, or maybe missed a few episodes, or maybe even joining for the first time today, why don't you just give us what is this game? Perf- uh, almost Hades, Hades light is how I would describe it. it. Is a twin stick shooter version of Hades, where instead of you um, playing almost like that, I, almost the action kind of adventure, kind of like like gameplay of Hades to where you're almost like Diablo style. Cause Hades, I would almost des- describe as like a Diablo light kind of like gameplay. Mm. In this you're you're twin stick shooters to where you have either a gun like guns or swords. So if it's almost like you still have that same kind of like gameplay structure of you, you enter a room and there's not very many rooms in this compared to Hades, but like you enter a room and you try to take out waves of enemies as they come on and come to you. And then after each wave, you get a power buff that you get to choose from. Normally it's between like additional like damage, additional like attack speed, um, additional health or a, or additional like defense after each wave. And then after of those way after five of those waves of what they call five levels you um uh, you go into a shop and at that shop you get to buy upgrades for the run that you're on such as like permanent um permanent like buffs or like permanent weapons that'll that'll basically help you during that the wave that you're on and or during that run that you're on so to speak and then in between those um in between about like every five Every five levels is what they refer to it, I believe, in game. You have a boss fight, and these boss fights are very reminiscent of, like, Hades in a way, of, like, you have to basically 
mow down that boss and that'll put you into a higher a higher like stratosphere a higher tier of levels that you you have access to and yeah it's it is very much hades light but it's like it is almost like and we'll talk about this like ip later i imagine but it's almost like if john wick had a baby with hades it that is kind of how it feels like mm. to me what do you think rgt yeah it's very good um also, I've only that got comparison two. just tickles me. I can't imagine <laughs> John Wick and Hades. I, I don't even want to imagine what the Night of Passion looks like. <laughs> RGT as you were. Uh, well, that's, yes, but a thought in my mind. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's, like I say, for uh, for an indie game, very, like I say, tight controls, very addictive. That's that one more try sort of game where you mm-hmm. really want you know I've earned, I still haven't beat the first boss yet but I don't mind I just keep wanting to keep see, see how far I can get um I'd recommend it so anyway if you've played Hades enjoyed it you're gonna love this game yeah you're gonna absolutely love this game anything so, else utterly fantastic absolutely uh, fantastic yeah I've been um dipping in Nintendo online with the GBA on there having to go on the GBA so I've started Metroid Fusion I presume you don't have a backlog of games. Hmm, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have Tearing into there backlog. and dusting off a an old GBA game. I have to admire yeah. your uh, dedication. <laughs> One has to wonder, uh, uh, what are you well, doing? You know, you know what I'm like. If you knew half the games that I dip into every now and then, <laughs> one minute I'll be playing Atari 2600, the next minute I'm on the Wii. But, you know. How does but, yeah. it stand up, the uh, GBA game? Uh, very good, and it feels right playing it on the Switch. You know, it's, it's a handheld to handheld. Um, emulation wise, very good. Looks lovely. Looks, um, yeah, but can't can't fault it at all. And it's a, an affordable way of playing these games. A lot of these GBA games, they Metroid Fusion, that they have they're pricey if you want to buy them. Mm. Um, so it's a good way of playing them. And yeah, I reckon there's going to be a good library on there. So yeah, I want to try and I've always as a game, I've always want to play the Fusion. So yeah, we'll see how we get on with that, but. That's been pretty much it this week. Okay. I'm I'm feeling before we go to Seb, I'm mm-hmm. feeling we should just annihilate all of your content in one go. So that does mean that I need to get my <laughs> I don't know why <sighs> well, I don't know why I do these things to myself, but it's part of the show now. RGT is like the Lone Ranger. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Riding on down to bring hidden gems to me. One day when we get a budget, I'm going to pay, I don't know, Michael Elfwick or whoever the star of Boone was to <laughs> sing that. Uh, again, no one knows who, beautiful. who he is. What is the seductive hidden gem that you've got for us this week? Well, it's actually... You're going to love this, George, because this is your system of choice. We're back on the Wii. Sorry, Esther. Oh, oh okay. no. <laughs> Wii. Oh, oh, no. Right. I'm determined for George to get his Wii out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness what gracious. What y'all to do is y'all's business. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this it's is- a little bit fur K down there at the end. <laughs> Okay, it's been in the cupboard a while. It's got some dust and unknown hairs on it. You've got to just give it a little bit of time, get the pledge out, get it cleaned up. Before we... I know mistake, what am I dusting this archaic machine off for this week? Uh, this is a game developed by Deep Silver. This is sort of a sort of survival horror action adventure game. 
Hmm. Single player story released in 2009. Hmm. This is a game called Cursed Mountain. I wouldn't have guessed that one, so I'm not feeling salty about mm. that. Oh, what's the story with this? You don't sound very intrigued, George. Just, oh, what's you know, the story with this? Deadly Creatures, whatever it was called, you, you tickled me under my chin. Lumos, I was like, okay, let's check that out. I did check mm-hmm. that out recently, by the way. Let, let's not get in the way of Call of the Mountain or whatever it is you're calling this. Cursed Mountain? Thank Cursed, you. <laughs> Call of the Cursed Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Um, that's like I say, it's a bit like a survival horror. Um, a bit generic story. Guy's looking for his brother, mountain climber. Um, does use motion controls again, but they're good. It works well. Different first or story. first person or third person? Third person. Um, and you sort of start in a little village and as, as you're working your way up to try and um replay, the, um, uh, find the footsteps of your brother and find your brother back. Um, and you'll find you'll. You have to solve puzzles on the way, some puzzles along the route. It's very looking, it's very sort of res four. Um, and you'll encounter ghosts as you go along and you discover ways of dealing with those ghosts. Um until you mm. until you get your brother back. Yeah. Um it did come out on Windows as well, I believe. Um, but other than that, that's just locked onto those two systems. But it's another one I thought, well, it's cheap. I mean, you'll pick this up three to six pounds this game. And it's not shovelware again. I think it's another one that gets pushed aside as shovelware when people see the cover, but it's definitely worth a playthrough. Um, yeah, and for how cheap it is, it's a really good little game. So get that and Deadly Creatures in your Wii, George. Homework number two. <laughs> I don't know if you're okay. going to be able to convince us to get our Wii out. <laughs> if I'm honest with you. Come on. Not in public. Have you like seen the Wii, Seb? I've. I've no, got a Wii you know, U permanently I, set up, and the compulsion to tickle mm, some of these games is not really there. Do but, it, you know, do it. Seb, have you got a Wii or a Wii U ready to rock and roll at a moment's notice? Mm, no. Um, no. And the reason being... <laughs> you want one reason, now, though, don't you? You want no, one now. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a hard no. Um, but the reason is, it's like, I wasn't never too big into the Nintendo Wii era, but, and I for sure did not like the, the Wii U, but like I, and also like all the major games for the Wii U are now on the Switch. So it almost makes no sense, you know, like mm. for me to have like a Wii U at this day and age when the Switch has like all the major titles from the, that era. But you live like a a slim down lifestyle then, Seb. As soon as the console has served its lifetime with you, it and all of its games, unless they're backwards compatible or maybe not, just literally get picked up and thrown in the bin? Or do you trade them? How does life, what does life look like? Have you got a cupboard of sin full of like old games that you just couldn't let go of? Or are you a very minimalist character? I am a faux minimalist i am not quite as minimalist as i would want to be but i am very much a digital first gamer as opposed to like y'all physical boys which i i respect y'all you know i respect the lifestyle it's just like i also you know like for the most part don't really want to get up and change discs very much in my lifetime and you know we've i've also like a a appreciative of appreciative of like all the major strides we've made in like uh, i guess you could say 
like all the consoles being backwards compatible are great emulating machines. And so that kind of like helps in my drive of like being a minimalist here because like the Xbox for the most part, uh, especially on the Series X, has become a backwards compatible for a lot of games, not all the library, but a lot of mm-hmm. games. And then like PlayStation is still working it out. But for the most part, like all the PlayStation exclusives that I want to play can now be played either on the PS5 through like through all kinds of means or like emulation has gotten to a point to where it's become extremely good now to mm-hmm. where like and there's so many good devices available that i'm like i like that i can have 676 games across like a whole bunch of different libraries of like consoles all on one device now mm-hmm. and yeah. it's 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 clean it's convenient i don't have to have like I'm a married man, so I don't ever have to have my wife like complain about like uh, all this like storage that storage space or anything like that. It's all on one console, all on a memory card, or all on like all on like a separate drive and everything. And it's just ready to boot up in like seconds. I don't have to like get up and and change out the disc. So that's kind of how I live my lifestyle right now. Hmm. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I feel immense shame now compared to Seb. I am that one with the upcoming issue of the cupboards full of tap. I'm the one with a loft that if one demo disc slips from a pile, the whole ceiling's coming in. It's it, it, it's terrifying. Um, and you need to get that Steam Deck, man. It'll change your life. How? That's just another box that I need to keep. Do you keep the boxes of your current machines or do they just get put in the recycling as if they're nothing? No, no the, like the crazy thing is like I'm also like very much a prepare for the worst case scenarios for some reason like i keep my boxes and then i take pictures of my boxes for insurance purposes in case like my house ever catches on fire it's like a quick way to have like the Mm. the vin numbers and all that kind of stuff you know like so that you so and it's proof that you had these devices and such like that but yeah i have a uh like a upstairs closet because i live in like a um, five bedroom house and it's just me and my wife and so like one closet a bedroom closet is dedicated to like my console boxes and like my tech <laughs> boxes almost it's a waste of it's a waste of a closet but like we don't have kids yet so like it, for the most part it works out for it works out well for us but like every time we get a new pc or get a new like um get a new console or something we just throw it into we throw the box into what i like to call the box closet nice okay well I've never felt so dirty in my whole life. You know, these. I'm, I'm telling you, the Steam Deck will change your life, man. It'll change your it's life. It's just another box. And then I've still got the boxes. The Steam Deck's not going to be the revelation that causes me to come through like Jesus and just swoop everything in a bag and just throw it in the bin. 
It is it is your PS2. It is your allegedly, by the way, allegedly, it's your PS2, it's your PSP, it's your PS1, it's your Game Boy, it's your Game Boy Advance, it's your Switch, and it's, it can be your Switch now. I'm like, everything. The world is at your oyster. It's almost it is almost the Rick, like from Rick and Morty of, of gaming consoles, because it's <laughs> like it can do everything. It can do everything. Wow. It, it, it's as powerful as you can imagine it to be. And that I feel like it's and at and right now it's like the one year anniversary of the Steam Deck and they have a sale right now for ten percent off, which is like breathtakingly amazing because like that thing gets down to a very reasonable, very reasonable three hundred and fifty dollars here, which is the same price as a Switch OLED. Mm. And at that price, it, at <laughs> that price, the Switch, this the Steam Deck is a much better deal. Are you on commission, Seb? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no you think no. is this working? Because I just Bow? looked at your face, RGT, and it was like per K or bust. Baby. It's making I, sense to him. Yeah, don't, but don't do that because you know it Mrs. is. Mrs. So RGT's listening to this thinking. I'm sorry, Mrs. RGT, but like, I, it is. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Mrs. RGT, but I, I'm gonna be real with you. It is such a good device. You can also custom your boot ups, RGT, to where like if you have a favorite game and everything like that, you can have that game's like intro cutscene to be your boot up as, as soon as the oh, like the game do starts. Mum's oh, do this, fetch it the Evercade and the Switch. It's time to sacrifice them. It's so good. It is so Ooh. good. It can be. It can be your Wii U. It can be oh, like don't, please. It, it's a okay. GameCube device. Let's as draw well. a line under oh. this. The UCP sponsored by Steam Deck. <laughs> um, RGT, is yes. there any more you need to impart to us with the whole sort of goat on the mountain game that you were talking about moments? <laughs> you don't listen to me, do you, George? I no. do. You said something about a hill and a, a, and a, a you know. The, the Billy Goat's Gruff. <laughs> yeah. Lost on Go a mound on. with a Wii. With the last boys from Peter That's Pan. That's the one. No, I think I think it, with the Wii, I think the last, you know, I've done a couple of games on the Wii now. I think it's because everyone thinks of Wii Sports or Shuffleware. There is actually some really good games on the Wii to, to find. I think that's why I've been doing them. But yeah, Curse Mountain, you'll pick it up for five bucks, I suspect. Have a go and let me know what you think in this book. Do you climb with the remotes? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's like... Uh, you know, VR2 and Horizon. Huh. I just thought Makes that would have, been a, would have been a cool um, inclusion. Okay, well, you know, we implore everyone to check it out. If you're not on the Discord, keep listening in because there's going to be reasons to join the Discord. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it might be another reason why the German contingents should come over because maybe getting involved with the UCP and meeting us firsthand may not be quite as pricey as you initially thought let's let's see if we can help you with that but you've got to get in the discord to find out coming up after the news a little bit more info about that um seb feels like a country mile to get to this point but i have to ask you what you've been playing i've been having several different games um for review lately um and one of which is a nice little indie game we'll just call it the indie gem of the week so we can Get that out get that out of the way. But it's called Brook the Investigator. You play Ooh. as a you play as an alligator. It you play as an alligator. Why have I heard of this? 
because it's a it's a nice gym. It's a nice gym. Um, yeah, basically you stand. You're um anapomorphic alligator who basically is like, um, you pick me up for water games, Seb. I'm gonna pick you up for crocodilian stroke alligator games. This will be like the third week on the bounce where you've told me to check out a game where you're an alligator or a crocodilian. I think there's a second one. The first one was Little Gator Game. Yeah, there's been another one as well. I don't know what it is. Don't make me crawl okay. back through the back catalogue, but there's definitely been... Hit us up in the Discord, the three alligator games, including this one. Okay, okay. I gotcha, gotcha. So that's a... I'm that fine with good, it. <laughs> that's a good one because it's it's like... It's a cross between like a beat-em-up game and a point-and-click adventure game. And what I've the? never seen... I've never seen that. I've never seen that combination before in any game I've ever reviewed. And I've Digital Monkey just sat up like Undertaker at WrestleMania 12. Like, <laughs> <laughs> point and click game. It is a point and click event, uh, like investigating mystery game. But like mm. the the like the secret gem of it is that it's also a beat 'em up game. It has like levels to where you can actually like, yeah, it, very much like Streets of Rage, very much like. Um, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, and it plays really well in both aspects. The mystery, it feels like an adult version of like DuckTales, like the Saturday morning cartoon, mm-hmm. like DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, like that era of like television and such like that. Um, this sounds I might... very interesting. This is different as well. It's also uh, called oh, again, Brooke. Uh, Brooke the one? Investigator. It's, it is, um, it like instead of investigator, it like the last gator part is like an alligator. It's it's a uh, okay. quite a nifty pun, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is like the story is really cool and it is very uh, like an adult centric story because like it like this the characters all face in face off with like real adult issues and such like that. So it's very much catered towards mm. a adult audience. It's not quite rated M, but you can definitely see it has like rated em aspects to where it has like that hard gritty like that hard gritty detective tropes that you Mm. normally see in like in like investigating or like mystery games such but it's a fun it's a fun time i it's not it doesn't overstay its welcome it's probably like eight hours long and it is really fun i think you should definitely check it out that's good good as well when these indie devs try something different as well i mean mixing Mm -hmm. them two genres together as the brave choice but makes it quite intriguing to have a go and see what it's like. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I, I instead of her, you said it catered for this audience or that audience, in my mind, I thought you said gated. And I was like, wow, Ooh, what a hero. Get that on the box. That's how you sell a game. That's how you sell it right there. <laughs> that's how you sell Graphics, it. Graphics, not needed. <laughs> it's so gatorific. It is gatorific. Tell me, other than that, what else have you been dipping your toe in? Um, beat Hogwarts Legacy. I feel like that should be a bigger accomplishment than what it actually is. But I have to, like afterwards, I feel numb, so to speak, and I'm like, it, it doesn't it doesn't culminate in a way that feels very well thought out, nor does it make you feel like you've actually accomplished anything. And so, it it is one of those games that I completely beat and immediately hit like delete off my hard drive. So that, that was, that was that I, I have officially tapped out and I am no longer playing Wulong Fallen Dynasty. I have completely fallen off of that game. So I've um, put 30 hours into it. So like 
I I feel confident in knowing what that game is, but I don't necessarily think it is not only not for me, but like I don't think it's the best Souls game out there that is well worth your time in that genre. But like for some people, this is like going to be like blasphemy, but I don't think like I don't think it's the best Souls game out there right now. And I don't think that's even close to that moniker, but you know, it's okay. Um, I've been playing that, and then I have a couple of other indie gems coming at y'all in the weeks to come that I've been playing. We'll call it redacted games for now, but like they are really good. Some of them, some of them have like legitimately made me go, "Oh, mummy, mummy!" <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just turn up to hear you say "mummy, mummy" now because it's it's so compelling. Um. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Do I say it right? You say it perfectly. As far as I'm okay. concerned, you do it with your own twang, but that makes it even better. Okay. Uh, an Englishman in New York, but reversed. I, okay. Before we, Bobby, I think has been out in the town again, by the way, if you're wondering where's Bobby, he came back, he slithered in, he slithered out, he revelioed, and then he unrevelioed. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, he's a, he's a mercurial being. He's, uh, and he's embracing the celebrity lifestyle. <laughs> so he's not on this episode, but chance get in the discord, harangue him. Let's get him back next week. Um, everything's good. Just a very tight schedule with rocking at the moment, and uh, Bobby can't always conform to that. Especially when he's, he's when we make a, when we um, officially hit the the rock star status for what the show is going to be, and they decide to do a documentary on us and such like that, like the Michael Jordan's The Last Dance and everything, they're going to have a segment, and he's going to be our Dennis Rotman so to speak where you, where where like in the last dance michael jordan was just like yeah dennis was just partying in vegas but yeah when he was when he was on that dude was on he was like he was the star of the team he brought this energy and i was just like bobby's gonna be our dennis rotman to the show of, of the documentary live from the vegas casino for yeah for sure that's exactly where he is uh that is a great um idea and the fact that last dance version of this show is a documentary i mean <laughs> get me a ticket can't That'd wait for that incredible. i'm barely in it either i'm a long forgotten memory oh that founder <laughs> guy yeah whoever he was uh i'm in it just for a moment like yeah i remember when ucp was based in farmerton and uh like nah who is this guy? We're doing and RGT it. is going to be like Michael Jordan whenever he's like um, looking at, <laughs> looking at the documents and such like that, looking at like the video, and someone's and he's going to be looking at me with a like with my quotes of like "Don't ever pick up a wee." And he was just, and RGT is going to be like sitting back, and he was just like, "I took that personally." <laughs> I took that personally. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't know why I indulged it, but I hated that theme tune that I got. A boom. <laughs> yeah, for boon. sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, probably only left for me to run quickly run through what I've been playing. So I've been playing some Hogwarts Legacy. Looks like I've done a stray. I'm on the last boss now, but a little bit infuriating. Me and the guys spoke off air about that because obviously spoilers. Um, but yeah, I think that this week that'll see that done. And I'll also uh, probably at that point say sayonara to do you know, it. Do you know what the problem I've got with Hogwarts Legacy at the moment? What is it, friend? This is the cat. The it's main fr- game I'm playing. <laughs> Did you repeat that? You kind of froze, RGT. Finish it. He's, well, whatever you were doing to build suspense, 
We didn't get any of oh, that. Oh, did I did I lose connection then? Yeah, you yeah, basically you, you did, did a no. perfect, perfect, perfect. So oh, no. have you heard that Bada Bingster did as a remix of the perfect perfect, which was just absolutely flawless in its execution? <laughs> Brilliant. Get in the Discord, badger him for his uh, UCP perfect remix. <laughs> so tell us your issues of Hogwarts Legacy. No, sorry, yeah, um, yeah, sorry, I lost connection. That's very unprofessional. Um, no, it was just that uh, <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> I don't like move, I don't like moving on to another game until I've completed a game, um, yes. which is like this. But I don't know if I want to finish it. Do you see what I mean? So I'm stuck in that limbo of, do I play it? Do, I don't know. Do I've I just... had a few games like that recently, and mm, I, you know, getting I them know. done was a big sort of monkey off my back to use that mm. phrase and it was like oh thank goodness for that you know I can feel like I can breathe again and I cleared my decks down to get into Hogwarts and then immediately felt like I had the monkey on my back again I was like oh no not mm. again uh, I'm really looking forward to Star Wars uh, you know in the hope that I won't because f- I did not feel that with that the first with the first version and I you know I thought it was amazing and I'm I'm Every now and then a trailer will pop up on my phone and I'm like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Um, but we'll see. Um, I think Jedi Survivor is going to have the stuff, man. I'm so excited for that game. It mm. better had. It better had because that first game, I think for all its flaws and everything, when I actually got around to playing it, I don't know whether it was how I was feeling at the time or, or what, but that game... Mm. You pushed me onto that, and then that, yeah, that was a very good game. I it's a good time. It, it's mm. flawed, but it is a very good time. Yeah. Thing is, the flaws, and I know this shouldn't make any sense, but in a way, the flaws and the way it looks, and the fact it's a bit sort of ropey. And I know I shouldn't be saying this because one minute I'll be saying that's what's holding the game back, and in this one, I say it's what pushes, it, elevates it. But it's that sort of less than perfect finish to it. That actually makes it Star Warsy. Yeah, <laughs> I, know I know what you mean. Nuts, yeah, no, I know what you mean. But um, yeah, I like the fact that it's it's not that slick in places. But we'll we'll see. Um, it has so, a charm to it. It mm, does have that kind of it, janky charm to it. And that's, as I say, that's in my mind. That's kind of what elevated it. It made it feel like a more personal experience. And I don't know and why that would do. And that. I think after the the two Battlefront games, I think it was because no one expected that to be a decent game. So we're all taken a bit by surprise by it, which made it feel even better, you know, because yeah, everyone's I, going, oh. I remember when that game first came out, um, it came out in concurrency with the show and Tom was excited for it. And I was like, nah, it'd be pants. Uh, and, and stayed away from it for a couple of years, maybe. And then thought, I'll give this a go. I want a story game. Boom. And then I was like, I can't get enough mm. of this. It's a good Star Wars story too. Mm. Really good Star Wars story. It is. The only thing I the only slight issue I have with it is that uh Cal's master during the Clone Wars graphically is I don't think it's graphically that is the issue just the sort of alien he is just doesn't really it, cut it for me. He looks It a looks like cartoon. a ma- he looks like a Mass Effect character but like before the game was remastered almost. He, and what's annoying is there's some poignancy in those moments <laughs> that are robbed by him looking like a Mass Effect character. You're absolutely right. And what else have we been playing? Um, what, what's what's simulator? 
Farming simulator. <laughs> Farming simulator. I was like, can we guess the simulator? Yeah. Done a, a, done a field, uh, did a couple of fields of wheat harvest time, done a field of um, sugar beet. So the contracting company's got 200 grand in the bank, eyeing up an old international harvester, uh, harvester combine uh, to add to my fleet of vehicles that I'm building up. Um, got the Iveco. Awesome. Can I ask a question? Um, for Hang you on. as a gamer. It, it, it is unless this is Iveco based historic <laughs> truck reference. I'm gonna have to say no. Okay, I understand. No, I'm looking uh, around. Uh, What's, the question? <laughs> What's the question? What's the the under the question is is like, do you play these uh, like these simulator games? And I'm not trying to shame your genre because I actually like some simulators too. I think one of my most anticipated games this year now is um City Skylines 2. But it's like do you play these games and do you play them with like full focus? Or are these like podcast games to you to where like you're listening to something in the uh, while you're also playing these oh, games? No. George oh, is man. full full on. He is dungarees. He is cap on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he plays it. Is that these, there. these are so casual games, so to speak. It's I, I imagine you can do like three things while you're doing this. You can cook something. You can no, like you have can, oh, no. farming simulator. It's very hands on. You know, you George can will build work. a little cab out of cardboard. He'll have little window wipers. He's he is the full bore into it. He is Farmer George when he plays these games. Okay. Yeah, he's he gets involved. Bless okay, him. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay well, that's all I wanted to know. To be honest, that's why they exist, don't they? That's why they exist. Um, I just think that there's there's something compelling. It's very different to a normal, obviously a normal game. What I would class as a normal game is obviously you have your levels, you have your bosses and all that sort of stuff. And, and they have their place in gaming. And simulators may be a strong word. I'm sure that, you know, a real farmer could come along and say farming simulator is not that realistic. Although, you know, I know a few and they find it compelling enough. It's just a nice way to sort of chill out and spend a little bit of time. Really, it's just busy work. Um, but it's got that patina to it. The graphics on Farming Simulator are fantastic, really, for what it is, especially really when good. you're using community-created maps and things yeah, to, and mods and that are very good to that, focus man. in. that it, Normally, a mod shouldn't be as good as the main game. In fact, sometimes these mods are better. Mm. So, you know, just thoroughly enjoyable. A bit more Last of Us 2, as I say, moving swiftly on from the simulators, uh, although there's another one going to revisit us in the last half of my What's Been Playing. So, yeah, um, some more Last of Us, enjoying that. Um, still stings when you get back to the aquarium as Abby and the dog's there. Um, my girlfriend was playing with me, and it's been a while. We've kind of played it in two halves. Like We played the first part of it a while back, and we got back to the aquarium. She's like, oh, no, the dog, who did that? And I looked around, and I was like, oh, payoff's going to come in a mm-hmm. minute. And you get in the next room, and she's like, well, who would do this? And I was like, we would. No, we wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, really? Open the door, and there's a dead woman on the floor and her boyfriend, and it's like, oh, they deserve that. Well, mm-hmm. maybe the flat ago, apparently. They deserved that, didn't they? Oh, no, but... Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the y'all... crazy thing is? People, I think people are now coming around to The Last of Us Part Two because of the show. Like, it, it almost humanized that whole game for mm. a lot of people as far as the narrative goes. Mm. I was uh, I was on the side of, like, The Last of Us Part Two is a masterpiece from the very beginning, to so, be honest. Yeah. 
the fact that it can take you on this journey and make you feel those, like when you're playing as Ellie and you kill the dog and you go through and you deal with the other two people, it just feels like, yeah, you're getting what you deserve. But then when you go on the journey with Abby and Levin, you come back and you're like, because Abby's painted as initially as like this character that you, that you just want to hate. But then if you go through her journey and find out about her father and some of the sacrifices she makes to keep Lev alive, you're like, yeah, that's, <clears throat> she's, she's a good egg. And then at the culmination of that journey, you go back to the aquarium and you have to deal with the repercussions of your behavior as another person. Mm. It really makes you think, unlike many other games that I've played, to be honest with you, especially mm. with the character. There's lots of games that mess around with similar themes and dynamics, but because of the characterization in this one, really feeling it. Um, other than that, I don't know why. Um, where is he? Where's Rose Space Monk? This should cheer him up. Calm down, friend, because... <laughs> I may have to run roughshod all over it, but I'll be playing Shenmue uh, on the PS4. And by the time I'd finished wrestling with the controller trying to square that camera up, I actually started to enjoy myself. Um, yeah, interesting what they've done with that. Um, very interesting, <laughs> I would say. Um, it's nice, but as a package, it feels a little bit lacking, like the voice clips are sound like they've been recorded through a I don't know a yogurt pot on string um <laughs> I don't remember sounding this bad but they must have done and some of the sort of controls feel a bit archaic I understand it the original Shemi one Dreamcast was always a bit of a chore to play through the controller controlling the camera with a single analog and and all that sort of stuff but it, it kind of works here. You can square the camera up a little bit, but it always wants to track behind the character, which which is fine and, and proper. Um, but holding the left trigger to go into the free look mode, uh, I don't know, it just feels like I'm, I'm looking through jelly in terms of how quick my head moves and what it locks onto. Um, other than that, I went back to an old save on the PS4 version of No Man's Sky started enjoying myself i've not moved my great my save so i thought actually while i'm playing this on ps4 i'll, I'll put the vr headset on <gasps> oh goodness oh goodness do you know what it's half playable with the controller i was enjoying myself and then i thought i'll get the what move ones out i want to feel even more connected to this world never have i felt so unconnected to a world as soon as i got like really plumbing things out uh, is it because you've been playing PSVR 2, I suppose? Very it? much so. And you've now gone back and then realised how clunky like, they from are. A, from a, um, a screen aesthetic point of view, do you know what? It's passable. You get mm. that position right in your head, much like the, the foibles people have with the VR 2. The sweet spot for the visual clarity is small. But if you follow the rules that Sony say on how to put the headset on, like on your headset, on your head first with the screen out and then bring it in, same rules apply to the VR1. You know, we'd just forgotten. Um, but in the menu for PSVR1 on PlayStation, it does detail how to put the headset on and how to position it to get the best picture. Did mm. that. Yeah, it looks a bit last-gen when you're playing it, but for the most part, it's clear, it's solid. Playing it with the controller was... I was having a great time, and I wanted to have an even better time, but getting the Move 1s out wasn't the way to do that. It's a shame, but it is what it is. But again, further props to the PSVR 2 version and what they're achieving there with the controllers and everything. It, it, it really is an elevation. So mm. it was nice to go back. Still had fun. And if anyone out there's 
umming and ahhing about VR and they think, oh, well, I can't afford a VR2 and you got a four kicking around, you can get the camera, the move ones and the headset for a decent prize and good luck if you can. Mm. But if you've got some of that kit, but not all of that kit, and you want to complete that bundle and still have a fun time on a PS4 or even a PS5 with a base VR, you can do it. Um, and it's a radically more affordable way of doing it, but the fidelity is off. The control sort of, again, the fidelity of the controls is down. Um, but the dual shot kind of half gets you through. So, yeah, a frustrating experience, but one that certainly hyped me up to play No Man's Sky again on the VR2. So, no Man's Sky still a success. Like I say, I've played the wheels off of that game to this point, but I just wanted something a little bit, something a little bit of something, something uh, yesterday, and that's what I chose. Um, and that probably draws quite a sync line under the what you've been playing section. Um, we've done the gems, indie and hidden, which wah, means wah, wah. I know, much like a crocodile detective. I've come to the conclusion now. It's time for the news. We've scoured the very darkest region of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, uh, as a as headline of the show suggested, um, we've lost what I would call one of the great voices uh, in video games mm. uh, and someone who certainly elevated my enjoyment of Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. So here we go with the news. The silence is deafening. There's some incredibly sad news coming out of Hollywood this week with TMZ reporting revealing the Wire and John Wick actor Lance Reddick has passed away at the age of 60. It's believed he died of natural causes. The actor was known within the video game community for his extensive role as Commander Zavala in Bungie's Destiny series. He began playing the Titan Vanguard leader in 2014 and had contributed to the character's voice dialogue over the past decade, including the recent release Destiny 2 Lightfall. Bungie is an example shared the following message via its social channels. Lance Reddick was an iconic presence on screen in Destiny and most importantly in person. His love for our community shined through in Commander Zavala in his uncompromising dedication to his craft and out of the radiating kindness that touched those around him. To say he'll be missed is a profound understatement and yet no less true. Obviously, apart from his role as Commander Zavala in the Destiny series, Reddick also contributed to projects such as Quantum Break and the PlayStation title Horizon Forbidden West and obviously Horizon Zero Dawn and the upcoming um, Burning Shores. As highlighted by Kotaku, many Destiny players are now flocking to Reddick's character in-game to honour their commander. On behalf of the community here at the Unofficial Controller Podcast, our thoughts go out to Lance's friends and family during this difficult time. Gentlemen, no easy way to say or talk about a passing of a, a legendary video game voice artist and, and to be honest, a cult actor uh, on the, on celluloid and TV as well. Um, thoughts on this and, and where you remember him from most. Let's go to um, Seb. Man, uh, this one hit me hard. Um, I'm going to be honest because like, I loved his character in John Wick. I, like, loved his character. John Wick is probably one of my favorite franchises outside of the MCU right now. And yeah, his character, um, his character and the way like he he his rhetoric and the way like he picks up the dog in the first one from John Wick and such like that. The the new dog. Oh, it's so good. Um, I 
loved uh the tribute that i saw from him on like for him on twitter about like the destiny clan basically like all coming to like have a memorial service for him i think that yeah. was very touching and mm. you know loved him in zero dawn and forbidden west um while his character kind of like he he is that character that you almost love to hate in that game in both series of that, Built game. that and, way uh, as well um, to generate that feeling inside you but yeah, and he he plays that he plays those roles so well. So he's I, needed you know, in there to provide that levity and almost you know you don't engage in dialogue with the robot dinosaurs. Obviously, no, he sure was not. that sort of character that fit between the light and the dark. He was an in between. That one minute you think he's leading you down a path to do something nefarious, and the next minute when you get the knowledge that the world is granted to you and that you've learned on your journey, you suddenly feel. You feel like, oh, I'm at one with science. Science has actually been leading me down this path. It's rewarding. Um, I don't know how the franchise can continue without that character. They're also going to have to invent someone. But uh, as you I'm going to be said, honest, though. Like, um, I'm going to be honest, though. Like, it felt like they were leaving his character behind in the second at the end of the second game. But then like, again, he, he will be in Burning Shores. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder, though, if that was like, if... If him, if he was going to be like a character, character in Burning Shores, or if they they were just going to have like memories, or maybe she was going to be talking to like talking to him, you know, like because like he was a voice actor, it didn't necessarily know if his like character was going to be present in the story, or if he was just going to be like sending her messages, you know, from mm. where he was at. So I think there's a lot of different ways they can approach like the character or where the character goes, or even like like basically no no spoilers for for horizon forbidden west but like there's a lot of different ways they can take that character well without having to include that character but i regress it's very sad news i i'm like my heart goes out to his family 60 nowadays feels very young you know so i yeah it's it's heartbreaking i'm is going to be very heavy seeing john wick um this coming up week and because i'm gonna be thinking about him probably during that movie Mm. RGT, what what's your thoughts, friend? Yeah, and he was he was one of them guys that um you know, obviously seeing him in Horizon, he was one of them that you he, you could just picture him doing so much stuff. You knew him from so many things. And also what I always took from him, especially in Horizon as well, I always find that in video games, even nowadays, some of the, the voice acting is hit and miss, but he was always so good with his voice acting. Yeah. He was absolutely brilliant and he was you know, he made his role when he was in, in games and bits and pieces he done. And it is such a sad loss. But like you say, like Seb said, at 60, he's, he's young. And, yeah, I think there is family at this time. Yeah. Like I say, you know, here's a quick take, hot take from me. I mean, it's very easy to record a voice. We talked about the Shenmue earlier. You know, voice acting has come on leaps and bounds, not just mm. in the delivery, but also the technology. Back in the day, if you you were forced to deliver it in a monologue, very choppy style to make sure the bit rate was low enough for it to be compressed. Therefore, mm. a lot of old PS2 era games sound very wooden in their acting. Well, there, there is more to that. Yes, they were probably low-grade voice actors, but also there's an element of having to play to the technology and, and, and basically bash your lines out in this very singular way. Obviously, with the advance of technology and, and newer consoles and, and more storage space you can allow voice actors to actually have the range that they're required to make make a character come alive um now he was one of that wave that 
just smashed it out of the park every time. You know, from mm. those first moments you hear his voice in Horizon to, and he, he also has that familiarity now that when you hear him in, you see, I jumped on Destiny late, tried out a bit of Destiny too, but as soon as I heard Lance's voice, I was like, oh right, boom! I know who this is. This is great. I love it. You know, even when I was went through a rewatch of Lost and he popped up, and I was like. Yeah, is it him? You know, I saw him in the background. You're like, That's wow. That's a recognisable voice. You know, and the voice, and you're like, yeah, and he plays the role of this mysterious fixer for one of the, the latter characters in the end, and it's like, yeah, this this is cool. So, and and to be honest, no, Matt, obviously he's passed at the age of 60, but if he hadn't passed, voice acting is something that he would have had a very long career in, you know, another 10, mm. 20 years until he actually wanted to retire. Um, he plays a character that's not, it's a main character in these games, but not the main character. When you're the main character, there's all the extra sub-dialogue you need to record. So one would imagine as a, a secondary narrative-only character, you just smash your lines out and you're done. So lots of longevity left for him, but obviously the sad news, he's passed on. And, you know, I think Destiny's going to need to have to take some time to recover. Bungie are going to have to have a look into how they honour his, his mm. heritage while also replacing him as a terms of character interaction point of view and the same really for horizon before we get on to his physical acting in the terms of john wick and how they would do that and 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 how they fill that narrative gap by not having him around it's yeah it's um yeah it, it will be missed and i think that um burning shores hopefully gives them a, a nice send-off obviously the new uh john wick gives him that as well so you know lots to honor there um mm. Yeah, but let's bounce things on. Who's next? Now, this yep. feels familiar. Well, go ahead, RG. Sorry, did you want to read this one? No, Don't no. You're fight. Listen, that. girls, calm down. All right, it's okay. Everyone's <laughs> gonna, everyone's going to get time in the sun. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, following the reveal towards the end of last year, video game accessory manufacturer Hyperkin has announced it will be launching its official Xbox 360 controller replica, Zenon, on June the 6th, 2023, for just short of 50 bucks, 49.99. Um, this licensed controller will be available for pre-order on May the 5th, 2023, and can be used with Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Windows, and PCs. As previously revealed, it will be available in four variants, white, black, red, and pink. Hyperkin's Xbox 360 controller is USB-C wide, comes with precision analog impulse triggers, vibration feedback, a three and a half millimeter headset jack, and will also include menu, view, and share buttons like modern Xbox controllers. Hyperkin previously released replicas of the original Xbox Duke controller, including special anniversary ones. Mm. I thought this was exciting because, to be honest with you, the 360 pad, is still up there in my top five pants. It Definitely. feels fantastic. It, yeah. From the moment it launched, the actual 360s exterior styling was sweet. That tucked in waist, mm. sat there burbling under the, under the TV, looking like no other console had ever looked. And that controller in your hand completed that three. That's brilliant controller. Completed that full circle 360, which was a which was an unintended pun of that whole sort of next gen feeling it really was a next gen mm. experience obviously playstation 3 launched a year later with a with a refashioned dual shock it didn't have that feeling um 
especially in its original format without the rumble. You go back to that original 360 pan, boom. There was no mm. question. The bumpers felt right. The triggers felt good. The, the placement of the analogs was was cheeky, yeah. but also immediately, if, you, if you've come through the Xbox ecosystem, you arrive there feeling you know at home. If you come from another console, there's something about that control. Excuse mm. me. About that controller. <laughs> George's first ever passing of wind on air. Through his mouth, luckily, for all those listeners. I, don't, I think we need to edit that out. Maybe we <laughs> I am only human, after all, and it was tiny, and I did excuse it immediately. Luckily, it happened during the 360 and not through the previous news story. That's, mm. I'd have looked a little bit naughty. Um, but all that excitement to one side, the 360 pad, I think where I was going with that was a revelation. And to get it back in our hands in this repackaged form is nothing short of a little bit of a treat. Mm. Um, Seb, 360 pad, getting a re-release, but with Hyperkin's twists. On a scale of 1 to 10, excitement level, please. Five. I think oh, this is... Wow. I think this is exciting. <laughs> if it, if this was wireless, I'd be all over it. But like, well, Seb was going to say one, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I think like some of the innovations of the controller are really good. But then when you come down to it, I'm like... That wired aspect in 2023 feels very, very mm. outdated. And I think, you know, like if you're a person who sits and plays on a monitor, you might not mind that very much. But like if you're a person who yeah. does play in a living room setup or, you know, like a game room setup, it's it feels almost like wrong in 2023. To I suppose my question would controller. be, why is it wired? Is it because they want to give people that lack of input or is it tied into some sort of exclusivity thing? Because I know that there are other wireless pads available. Wasn't there something with the 360 controller? Because can you actually get a aftermarket wireless 360 controller? I believe you can. Um, can you, you? They, I thought they there was some come... sort of rule and that, that was only Xbox could or Microsoft could release the, I might be wrong there, community corrections, but I thought there was some sort of legal thing with that. I might be wrong. Uh, ask the question again. Like, so are your is your question is like, in, did third parties not were the third parties not able to actually do the Xbox 360 controller? I don't know if they. Uh, I, I I might have got this wrong. I remember there was something about whether that was a legal requirement that only Microsoft could do the wireless 360 controller, and oh. third parties had to be wired. I don't know if that's to do with the tech or what they used. I don't know if it was that could be a community correction corrections thing because mm. like I'm uh, I'm looking on Amazon right now and there's like numerous amount of like wireless um, 360 okay. controllers. Yeah. So I, yeah. I my take on it is that Hyperkin have gone down this route because obviously there is no latency yeah. with a wired pad, yeah. and for some reason if you have nostalgia for a 360, you're a pro gamer, you can't even have 0.001 of a second uh, input lag, so therefore this sucker's going to be wired. Probably also helps bring the price down slightly, but still at forty nine ninety nine, it it, mm. it it it's it's on the cusp. I think what I like about it is the form factor, and yeah. it's still novel and interesting to this day, and it still feels right in the hands. Is it possibly mm. the best controller Xbox ever made? That's up for doubt. That's up for no. question because obviously Not even new- close. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was just like, no, we can't do that. That's Hang on a minute now. We can't do that. That's blasphemy. That's like turning off Empire Strikes Back because you think it's all about snow at about 20 minute mark. 
Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with it. Obviously, in the light of obviously the new wave of Series X and S pad, that is a little bit egregious for me to say, but certainly you could argue that this was more revolutionary in the form factor that these controllers are going to take going forward and mm. therefore is, is, you know, deserves its legacy um, to be recognised. I, like you, wish it could have been wireless as well because sitting with an extension cord hanging out the controller feels, even when I get down on my knees and play a little bit of PS2 these days, the, the the fact that I suddenly freak out and lift up the cable and then rip the PS2 off the shelf at the same time <laughs> is a heart back to a time that I thought would be long forgotten. Yeah. Um, mega points to Hyperkin if this comes with like a breakout cable uh, or at least the original one and the Duke should have come mm. with that breakout cable mm-hmm. just as a nod. Um, but yeah, interesting. I'd like to see Hyperkin or another company also start to do takes on this for other consoles. Yeah. Um, be That would be quite exciting. So, you know, fingers crossed. Um, Third-party con- like controllers have come a really long way, by the oh, way. Like, really yeah. long way. Well, this show is yeah. named the unofficial controller as a stab at yeah. the fact that back in the day, these controllers were nothing short of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Quite now, when I think back through the, the mind workshopping that was taking place to come up with a name for this show... And I realized it's <laughs> ridiculous, but it's what you do with it that counts. Okay. It's what you do with it that counts, but certainly nice. a third party pad now. Um, initially, that... I'd be skeptical, but once I'd like got two hours into a game, I don't think I'd even blink. I think the worst experience I ever had with an unofficial controller was on the N64. Oh, um, yeah. My Those original, were bad. Oh, oh, my original controller nice. developed a drift. So I deployed this new one. I was a young lad, times were tight, you know, I wanted to spend money on beer and other stuff, and if I go into a game shop and see a controller from Nintendo at 50, or this other thing for 1999, even though in my mind I know I'm committing a heresy, I pick up this controller. It lasted about a week, and that, <laughs> that, that caused me to develop this new way of playing, so here you go, new controller, new copy of Zelda, couldn't afford both, unless you went down the, the non-genuine route. That caused me to play that game in such a bizarre way because every time this new this new stick developed drift in about 24 hours. So I'd walk to a door and if I let go of the stick, he would immediately just rotate to the right. Like <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to like really pound forward on the stick and maybe overcompensate by going and leaning into the left a little bit and hammering the button to get the door interaction going. Like, come on! Oh, no. Uh, yeah. If you, if you play N64 now, get a Brawler 64 pad. That's someone pitted me at the time. should have been. And then mm-hmm. uh, trotted me off to buy a brand new blue, genuine N64 controller after seeing me struggle. Um, <laughs> You know, so there are sometimes every now and then a a little bit of grace descends down on us. But uh, yeah, controllers have come on in leaps and bounds. And in a way, are they indistinguishable from the real thing if you didn't know any different? Yeah, I think that they are. Um, Seb, you wanted to get in the driving seat for the last one, but uh, RGT nicked the keys and shouted shotgun. It's your chance to wow <laughs> us all with this next bit of news. Vroom, vroom. All right, so... <laughs> Suicide not. Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League is still officially on schedule for the 26th of May, but reliable Bloomberg's reporter, Jason Schreier, insists that it has been delayed. Apparently, staff has not been told, have been told internally that the title will come out later this year. 
And the reason nothing's been announced yet is because Rocksteady is still trying to decide on a release date. There's a new po- there's a possibility that it could slip into 2024. The new the delay is likely due to polish, but publisher Warner Brothers will not what well, will not have been able to in- ignore the disastrous feedback to the to the release recent state of play reveal. Oh my goodness, this is terrible. Yeah. Among a multitude of issues, the loudest criticisms were pointed at the title's lackluster gameplay loop, which seemed to center, center around shooting purple orbs, very akin to your 360 games, by the way, and a unnecessary emphasis on gear score. But according to Schreier, the delay won't make a difference to these divisive elements. One thing seems certain, he wrote on Twitter. The core game isn't changing. That's unsurprising, of course, given Rocksteady has already spent the best part of a decade developing the game. It's, and it delayed for multiple uh, multiple reasons for multiple times. Personally, we think the damage may have already been done. The release of Destiny-style influences looked dated in 2023, and we're not convinced there's a massive market for these characters anyways. Hopefully, we're proven wrong, but we're still struggling to see enormous sales numbers here. So, guys, what do you think about this? Oh, listen, this game goes from car crash to car crash. I was going to ask you these questions, but it's it's my turn to answer questions, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I I can't even think for a moment how that they would dare delay this game again. But obviously, whether it's a coincidence or not, the state of play's reveal left people feeling very vocal and a little bit disappointed in what they were witnessing from Suicide Squad. Is this small delay going to change any of that? No, it's not. Um, What polish they're looking to add to this turd? I don't know. But if you polish a turd too hard, you rub your fingers into it and end up smearing poo around everywhere. And I feel like this is what's happening with Suicide Squad. Uh, I didn't ask for this. I'm actually confused who did. Yeah, I think there's, uh, there's a bit of a coincidence with the backlash they got now it's been delayed. Yeah, I don't quite know what they're aiming to do with it. Um, whether they'll try and add something in that's a bit more appealing or try and win some more. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this, but that's quite vicious backlash on this game. Mm. Agreed. I just don't see how... I don't even see how it's got enough of a headwind to actually take off at this point. The, the name and the franchise and the associations with previous uh, Rock City games should be enough to see it come out the gates with at least some sales. Uh, but unless this reviews extremely strongly, and we won't know till we get hands-on with the game really what that feels like, but unless this absolutely smashes it out of the park and leaves everyone's jaw on the floor and so that's why you take 10 years to make a game and that's why you put purple orbs in it and that's why you have people chasing different variations of gear all over the map for no reason other than this. And this is the reason why flying around the map as King Shark feels organic and natural. Uh, Until we get answers to these questions, and I don't think we will, I see this game dead on arrival. Mm, Not looking good for him, is it? No. Seb, what's your good. thoughts? Um, first and foremost, yeah, I'm I've always been in the notion that this was a games as a service game. Um, so like it was gonna be dead on arrival because like they I think we've moved on past that that genre of games completely, like as an industry, besides those that oh, established themselves at that moment as games as a service have kind of carved out a niche 
Mm. But I don't think there's any room for others left. Like Destiny came out all that time ago. Games as a service, different bits and bobs. People are into the gear. There's a dedicated player model to that. It's not my cup of tea, but it's some people's cup of tea. But that window is completely exhausted now. And to try and launch now, as you were saying, Seb, with this, Games as a Service, it just feels so dead. Well, it feels like they're trying to jump on the bandwagon of a genre that's dying, you know, and it's it's coming out far too late, you know, and you just think, hmm, you know, you've missed the boat on these games for service. What what niche market they are. Do you know what? The only thing that Rocksteady is achieving here is making me look back at Marvel's Avengers with affectionate eyes. (laughs) <laughs> no no oh my goodness that's bad listen um, is this gonna be better than that no probably not no this remind this feels like crackdowns games as a service with marvel's other way dc skins on it yeah i don't think it'd be better than that but i will say if, if from a business perspective it's a really smart move to delay this game to fall of 2023 because right now Right now, the two of you couldn't name me three big games that were coming out this fall. Like, mm. and that I mean, I mean collectively, y'all couldn't name me three big games that are coming out this fall. You got two in in Spider Man, and then you also have another one in um, Starfield. Why would you? Why would you want to delay into a world where Starfield exists? Okay, which should be terrifying in itself, and then you're going to put yourself in pretty much direct competition with another superhero game, and one that's reviewed really well that people are kind of excited for it in the original and the in the dlc aka miles morales and the dlc that came with the original game it's got pedigree it does um i don't i think when you look at it from a business perspective though um the games that tend to flop uh, even be dead on arrival do really well in the fall season mostly because of the black friday sales mostly because of christmas sales mostly because of uninformed buyers around that mm. time where where they're going to look at the ip and say oh that is a superhero game we're going to buy that for yeah. uh, the little ones you they're know they're pushing it to Good they're point. pushing it to autumn in the hope of capitalizing on that exactly that that's aspect. why that's 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 why I'm saying in a business perspective, this is a brilliant move when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like from a game, we're thinking, uh, y'all are thinking about it in a in a lens from like, this is going to be dead on arrival. It's not going to review terribly. And that means fisc- fiscally, it's probably going to suffer because of that. But like if this game comes out around the October to November time, that means it hits that Black Friday rush. Like word of mouth is going to spread to core gamers, but for casuals and for casual parents and such like that, this game is probably going to sell really well just on the IP alone. And what's just frustrating on the is, alone. like, from what I've seen of it from an aesthetic and uh, graphical point of view, the characters look great. They look solid, you know, in the cutscenes and in some of the bits and when they're not jumping around. You know, the animations are really good. The transitions between the animations are fantastic. Like, elements of that game are great really good um and it's it's a proper next gen game but but that does not mean you can get away with committing digital murder and i do believe that's what they're trying to do and as for sneaking it on the under the radar and trying to get it pop its head up at autumn or christmas when mumsies and dadsies have got their back to the wall and need to fill a hole in little timmy's present pile and this one he doesn't he likes doesn't he like superheroes maureen exactly that's exactly what they're Mm, trying to do boom get it wrapped up get it under the tree little timmy's face as he rips off the paper it's like whoa if if this is what this appointment looks like mum and dad take a picture of this now okay 
and but to be honest, like this isn't the first WB game to do this recently. Gotham Knights was. I was exactly going to say, you know way. that, you know they they saw the writing on the wall with that, delayed it till Christmas. Did it do okay? I don't know if it recouped its development. It, it sold. Cost. It sold decently. It it didn't necessarily break like MPV records or anything like that, but it sold enough for them to, I think, make a profit from that game. If I remember correctly, like just it, about it, wipe their face, I should think. Yeah, so I'm like, I I do think strategically that's a good move. I also like this game. really doesn't have to compete with Starfield very much because, like, uh, for one, the game pass, and then two, a lot of people don't have faith in Star in Starfield. Like a lot, like a lot of people think, and Starfield doesn't isn't a new IP. Uh, it's a new IP as well. It's one of those things to where I'm like, parents are this holiday season are going to have to look at the list of like. Uh, we're gonna have to look at their Christmas list and say, "Oh, Timmy wrote Starfield down. We'll get Starfield." Versus like a grandparent who didn't have like that Christmas list, so to speak, is going to look at Suicide Squad and be like, "Okay, like that." She likes superheroes. We'll get that. I think, I, I, I think we live in a real possibility, a real world where Suicide Squad can easily outsell Starfield in the in the first three months. Oh my God, what world do we live in? Honestly. <sighs> okay Easily. well with that mm-hmm. with that bombshell part said thank you for that you question made me question my faith in humanity there for a moment uh <laughs> last bit of, bit of news quite an intriguing one digital indiana jones doing his bit the 3ds and wii u e-shop services are shutting down at the end of this month and that means that you've only got so much time left to buy all the digital games you possibly can on nintendo's older storefronts YouTuber, streamer, and video game personality, Girard, the completionist. Yeah, Khalil, the completionist. Mm-hmm. Has taken this, I just know him as the completionist, if I'm honest with you, but there's his full name. Has taken this to the next level by quite literally purchasing every game available on these platforms. <laughs> the main driving force behind this idea was video game preservation. And with the aim to save every 3DS and Wii U eShop title before they're lost forever, the mission was successful. Now, this is a bit that rocked me to the core, <laughs> but it comes at a price with the total amount of purchases adding up to $22,791. US Here's a bit about why Khalil wanted to do this, revealing how all of the consoles and storage are being donated to the Video Game History Foundation so this digital library can live on. He says, Lost Media is very real as far as video game preservation is concerned. Since the industry started, we run a risk daily of risking of losing games forever. That's why this matters. And that's why I've been a longtime supporter, nonprofits like the Video Game History Foundation and their efforts to support the preservation of video games, code, print media, and more. In fact, we started out our own charity event, Preserve Play, which is an annual charity event to raise money for them. And that's happening this year on April the 15th and 16th on his Twitch channel. I'll be donating these consoles, he says, and all the storage to Video Game History Foundation at the very end that, so that these games can live on. So that's it. It's done. Every available game on the Nintendo Wii U and 3DS has been saved. It costs far too much and way too too much time and way too much money. And it was absolutely worth it for the sake of games preservation. The funds for this mission are raised to support the completionist sponsors. And in the end, 866 Wii U and 1,547 3DS games, including DSiWare, Virtual Console and DLC, were purchased with 464 eShop cards. <laughs> the entire libraries took up 1.2 terabytes on Wii U and 267 gigabytes on 3DS. Of course, there are a lot of hurdles to overcome from stores limiting eShop card purchases 
to Nintendo only allowing a certain amount of funds per digital wallet. Particular games even had to be completed before DLC could be purchased, which made the whole process a bit more of a nightmare. This work means fans of 3DS and Wii U can now rest easy knowing all these digital games have been saved when the shop shuts down on 27th of March. Thank you from everyone in all of gaming communities to Gerard for that. Gentlemen, Mm. uh, let's go to RGT, the show's own... um, uh, Completionist. Completionist, but (laughs) preservationist. Mm. It was the word I was looking for that escaped my tongue. The preservationist, they're compiling and collecting games physically all the way back and beyond the Atari 2600. Um, as the show's own Indiana Jones, what do you make of this rather selfless act? Um, I think it's amazing. I mean, I do I do watch his channel. Um, he's an amazing gamer as well. When you see the games that he completes in 100%, so, I mean, oh, yeah. they Even fascinate the- me how he does them. He's absolutely dedicated. Um, and I think this is brilliant, not only to do it, not only to cost nearly 23000 but Oof. then to donate it all to preserve them is absolutely phenomenal. And I'll tell you Just, something else, something else which has really got me thinking as well, how are 866 Wii U games only take up 1.2 terabytes? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. I mean, you combine that with the 3DS <laughs> games, I'm like, both of those are like less than than two terabytes. Both of those, like consoles together, are less than two terabytes. That's like that six PS5 games. You're uh-huh. like, what? How have they got... Eight hundred and sixty-six Wii U games just on one point two terabytes. That is incredible. Look how big <laughs> Breath of the Wild is, and then like, and it only takes up what, like, barely less than fifteen gigs. So I'm like, that yeah, I think is, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's about insane. twelve, isn't it? Twelve, thirteen yeah. gigs. I think that's yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, yeah, I think it's, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a brilliant thing to do, and it is nice knowing that these are now digitally preserved. My my only slight concern is like how did they get so presumably the Wii U had like a, a hard drive in the back of it plugged in okay to to harvest yeah. and and locate these games mm-hmm. the 3ds I mean goodness knows what's going on on there there must be some sort of expansion card that you can use to up and up and up and up that storage but if anything ever happens to these two singular machines his <laughs> effort and his work and his money is down the drain. I'll guarantee you one thing. Mario Kart for the Wii U was still forty nine ninety nine. I guarantee. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was. <laughs> I bet there is no price decrease on that at well, all. I, I reckon that's that's probably for me. The Wii, the Wii U shop, the Wii U eShop, and the 3DS shop are closing, mm. and yet they still have the gall 
to be able to run someone for the entire library. And admittedly, it's it's seemingly quite large. It's knocking on the door of what two and a half thousand games across the two consoles. Yeah, still sets someone. It's it's death now. It is actual death now. It still sets someone back twenty two thousand on a console <laughs> that is dead. Yeah. That's yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, That'd be nice if these game companies signed up to a thing where they actually went before they close a, an e-shop or an online system or a game, they donate their their games to be preserved, you know. That'd be sweet. Yeah, or even but... just heavily discounted the games, like a 90% sale. Mm. <laughs> You've got some guy spending 22 grand, but maybe you could have enticed every bird out of the trees if this thing had been 90% off. And what are they losing? Because seemingly... Only the most hardcore of Nintendo fans are still rocking the Wii U and the 3DS. Everyone else has moved well onto the Switch and all the functionality and the form factor that gives. Who? Who? I mean, the cool thing is, like, we also have, like, third parties now that are doing their own, um, uh, like, efforts of game preservation because they're, like, creating mm. new machines that do play, like, the, the original cartridge and everything like mm. that from, like, old games and such like that because, like... It, I, I don't there's so many people I don't want to shout out people and leave them off but like if you look at like what like a lot of people have done recently with like the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance preservations to where like you, you can play the original like get the original cartridge on a new hard piece of hardware and it has an OLED yeah. screen has like all the, the high end souped up stuff and it's really cool and I feel like through efforts of third parties, like we're still going to be able to play these games in and probably in better conditions than what they were originally meant to be played in. Yeah, we're going back to Hyperkid again. I've got a Retron 5, which I use mm-hmm. if I want to play my old games on me, my modern TVs. And, uh, you know, it's a, yeah, it plays 11 systems. It's a brilliant bit of kit for playing your old stuff. You know, get it uh, sold, get your Steam Deck on order. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> the Hyperkid's one of the first things on Mount Slayer to be sacrificed, like an Aztec. Mm-hmm wandering into the wrong postcode in 1500s uh, south america it literally is begging to be to be sacrificed to the sun gods and, and the while the sacrifice gods. is going on like you play the halo theme song in the background made for uh seb did you go on and try and save yourself a piece of history in the dying hours of the e-shop <laughs> No, I believe that nope. was. I believe the keyword was Wii U. Nah, nah. I'm sorry, not okay. gonna do that. Wow. In a different life, in a different dimension, somewhere in an alternative world, you are you are a Wii U nut, and this would have rendered you in tears. I still think Seb's a secret Wii U player. He's got no, a no. I am Kylo Ren down. when it comes to the Wii U. I am Kylo like, Ren. Let, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only way to become what you were meant to be. <laughs> I've got two Wii U's. Is that really bad? Oh, yeah, oh. for sure. For sure. You're part of the problem. You have enabled me to do this. You're part of the problem. Wow. Yeah. I have one of the base Wii U's as well. Not even the black one. I want the white one. Yeah, oh yeah. Which has got about three gig in it or something. For pretty, much, pretty much useless. Although <laughs> when you look now with the modern eye at the difference between that and the next one, it's like, like why Why was this even a thing? <laughs> yeah, I know. We're arguing about 50, 50 megabytes, probably, no Nintendo. So I've got just a massive um, thumb drive sticking out the back of it. Fine. You know what's crazy Ooh, to me? Yeah. is like, 
on the Wii U, it was power like this is about as powerful as the Nintendo Switch is right now. Like mm. about yeah. as powerful. And Tears of the Kingdom is about to come out. And which by the way, it's like it's playing on the same hardware and the same hardware, and that means it has the same limitations as Breath of the Wild. So hypothetically speaking, Tears of the Kingdom could be played on the Wii U. Oh yeah. Mm. I believe oh, yeah, definitely. Could. Yeah, definitely. That I mean, is uh, and they're gonna charge seventy dollars for this. This is ridiculous, man. <laughs> Oh no, yeah. not this! <laughs> no, I just thought about that. I just oh no, sets off. He's going. No, I, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just, I just thought about that. I was just like, that mm. could be played on that same piece of hardware. You know, when you play That's Breath of the amazing. Wild on the Switch and you play it on the Wii U. You can't really tell a lot the of difference. difference. No, you can't uh-uh. really tell a lot of difference. So hypothetically, could... Tears of the Kingdom could be a Wii U game. In 2023, yeah. Yeah. I believe it genuinely could. Admittedly, I think there's some draw distance sacrifices that were made on the Wii U and the, or how it was developed on the Wii U, and then the yeah, Switch sure. enabled them to maybe put foliage out another foot or something yes. like that. But we're talking a Wii U port, it's just the Wii U minorest port. of issues here. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. There's anything that you see on the Switch today, for the most part, could have been on the Wii U. I don't know why. They killed the Wii U off, really. It was an affordable way to drag people into the ecosystem. Um, I don't know if that makes me have less, more respect for the Wii U as a console or less respect for the way Nintendo's operating. I don't know which one it is, but it's one of those two. Feel both of those emotions at the same time. I'll be Kylo Ren again. Just let the hate build. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Punch yourself in that mark the Wii U left on your leg. Like, uh, with all that said and done, uh, community corrections. I don't believe I saw any, so we call that round here a flawless victory, although I probably made a couple of boo-boos along the way, and I'm already quaking in fear at the community <laughs> corrections post this episode. Um, but before we before we get... St- in fact, RGT. Yes. If someone didn't agree with maybe my thoughts of the evolution of the 360 controller... And maybe wondered why we had a section of the news dedicated to uh, a guy going on to the Wii U eShop and basically blowing his inheritance <laughs> um, when there was probably bigger things going on in gaming. RGT, how would they get in contact with us and let us know that it's about time George rested this farming simulator? And, and, and to be honest with you, why is he even on this show anymore? <laughs> well, you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter. You can send questions at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or the best way to do it, join the Discord. Okay. And there's going to be good reasons to join the Discord, isn't there, George? There is. Okay. I will individually, personally, stroke the hair. That's not the reason. Okay? Oh, no. That's not Ooh. the reason. That's oh, worried then. <laughs> I was going to watch RGT leave and then rejoin. My hair stroke. Like, yes, I'm coming. <laughs> okay so everyone knows or everyone that is in the know that knows that we've got ll coming up in april it's your chance to meet me for the first time possibly i've met some of you um but not all of you uh possibility to meet me for the first time uh and i know that's not much of a reason uh but if there is a reason what about meeting rgt what about coming along and watching us record a live episode, technology permitting, and then seeing Seb and Bobby on a TV screen looking back at you? I mean, 
money couldn't get you a ticket. Well, it can. It's reasonably priced, and it's on OLL's website. Fair enough. But <laughs> if you join the Discord, over the next week, we're going to help you understand how we're going to give away two. Is that correct, RGT? Because I don't want to. I don't want to give away something we ain't got. <laughs> yeah, two pairs. They two. They come in two pairs. Was that four? That's four, but they will be coming as yeah. Okay, so you and a loved one, you and a, and someone else, someone you don't even particularly like, if you want to wound them with my voice over a period of time, but also let them have <laughs> a, a death of a thousand cuts because they can see all the cool stuff. They can come meet Ashens, Kid Icarus, Trista Bites. They can watch shows, quiz shows hosted on the central stage based out of eight out of ten cats. You can come and cosplay. You can come as you are in a duvet for all I care. Um, cut out the middleman. You can come down and join us for not one day, but two days. You can get involved in some of the overnight, more adult activities. And I'm not thinking that, all that, all that. I'm just thinking that really is what I'm thinking. None of that. It's your stuff. business, people. It's your business, yeah. Although I will be watching. So just think about what that is, okay? If you're listening from Germany and you're like, I can afford the plane, I can afford the hotel, but I can't afford the OLL tickets, well, guess what? Get in the Discord and we can make this work for you, okay? The Discord is open for new joiners. By next week end, it will be, this offer will be closed. So you need to get in now, get in Mm -hmm. fast. I honestly, you literally rip your grand's PC out the wall in your in your sort of feverish desperation to get in on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so or grand or grand or whatever. I don't. At this point, I'm saying join the Discord. No matter where you are in the world, you get some tickets to OLL. It'd probably be beneficial if you were from uh, <laughs> the UK or Europe, somewhere close. Um, but uh, either which way, free stuff giveaway. What does that mean? It means join the Discord. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could be any clearer. I think every week we say, come join a family, and it literally is a family. Join the Discord. It, it feels a bit throwaway at this point, but we're going to stick with it because it's our war chant for 2023. Definitely, yeah. Come join. They're, they're full weekend tickets as well. So. Let's say they listen to the show, but they hate the show. I can't imagine what sort of person would want to inflict this pain on themselves, but they also want some that's for free. They want to go LOLL and meet Kid Icarus. Perfect. Do you know what? Join the Discord. Hang around. Fake it. Be polite. Pretend to be our friend. Because you know? <laughs> names are going to go in a hat, and the hat knows nothing about your subterfuge. All you got to do is join the Discord for a week. Simple. Yep. Simple. Mm. Uh, to all those that are coming, to all those who are excited, to all those long-term members, don't panic. You know, you're going to get in the hat as well. Mm-hmm. You're going to get in the hat. And RGT, I've seen, has been sticking chewing gum to the back of the names already. So no mm-hmm. doubt they're going to get stuck to my fingers and come out in a wanna. I don't know. All I know <laughs> is two people are going to get to come to OLL with a partner of their choice. If you're a good egg, you go in the Discord and say to your best mate in the Discord, why don't we meet there? I'll wear a red rose in my top left collar. You wear a chihuahua as a neck scarf. We will know who we are simultaneously and we can get free access to OLL. You know, really? Couldn't get any better, could it? Really? Yeah. And you might even get to see RGT supping on a crafty. You may even get to see <laughs> Boba Loba. You know, he's going to be coming, isn't he? He's going mm. dark. He's wearing nothing but night vision, laid out in a chaise lounge, drinking a pina colada. How he rolls. Bada mm. Bingster's going to be there with his chest wig out and a gold medallion chain and a, a, a Kevin Keegan perm. <laughs> um, 
a perm, you say? Yeah, a perm, a permanent hairstyle, a perm. Uh-huh. He's going to rock up as that, okay, shouting Juventus, Juventus, or whatever it is he's into. Probably palm Ooh. ham or or um, balsamic vinegar or something like that. I don't even know anymore. He's going to be there shouting pizza, pizza, okay, just because he doesn't really get any more generalized than that. And that's the route I'm going down. So if you maybe want to see these people, Roast Space Monk pops up out of a drain, a little bit like a turtle, but more like a meerkat stroke gopher, okay? I don't know who else even might come. But, you know, if you want to see all the German fans turn up, literally take over the place, dressed in their UCP T-shirts, giving it the full on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Okay, the UCP army is going to collect in Norfolk. Okay? And if you want to be a private in that army, you better make sure you get your tickets and you turn up. Okay? And if you don't win the free one, get your hand in your wallet. Mm. Because I want to be shocked and nervous when that many people crowd around and say they're a fan. If you ever wanted to show your love for the show, being on the Discord and turning up at OLL would be the most significant way of demonstrating that. And no one wants to go to one of these things and have like their mum and their grand visit their stand because, you know, that's mortifying. I want to turn up and be like swamped. Oh my goodness, RGT! I didn't expect anything. People, what we're going to do? We ain't brought enough T-shirts. We ain't brought enough flyers. <laughs> we ain't brought enough prizes. I didn't buy enough PSN cards. I didn't buy enough Xbox Shop points, and I didn't buy any Nintendo Wii U eShop cards. What are we going to do? Because <laughs> Elliot plays Wii U still. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Come down, join in on the fun. I think that was a very George advert for OLL, and uh, I don't know as the funders of OLL would probably even endorse that, but <laughs> that's how we roll on the UCP. With all that said and done, if there was a not enough reasons to join the Discord or visit us at OLL, okay, one other person that will be making his presence known at OLL. No. No. Not Lord Ponselbury. No. Who do you think's going to be there, RGT? Ooh, does he drive an old Nissan car? He might. Does he have a luxurious mullet? To some, he does. (laughs) Does he have a young son equally dressed in double denim? Oh, that's where y'all going with this. (laughs) (laughs) He may well do. Yes, everybody. Think about this for a moment. We can't do a live UCP without having Thing Ray. Fake Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm so lost. The real guy's busy. No, it's not Fake Ray. The real deal Stingray is going to be at OLL. Quite how we're going to pull off this feat yet? I don't even know. I don't know why you're looking at me. Why are you looking at me? This is like a Mexican standoff. Like, yeah. It's like, well, thank goodness I live separated by all this sea because I ain't going to be rain either. No one uh, Amazon order a mullet. <laughs> make it two. Okay. Yeah. I'll get on my knees, not for the reason you're thinking, wow. just to bring the height down a little bit so I look like Wayne. Hmm. <laughs> Enough of that. I've, I've literally <laughs> sticked to the back teeth of that. All right. If we had an HR department, you'd be sacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out the door. <laughs> okay. 
I think before we've, we've... we get to Steam uh, Sting Ray, Steam Steam Boot Ray, Steam it's Boot like Ray, the Western yeah. Version of He's the Western version, yeah. He's wearing spurs. <laughs> Steam Boot some, Ray, some backless chaps. <laughs> His cousin, Steam Boot Ray, backless Steam boot chaps. Ray. I like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't wear any chaps. trousers. So that's an no. interesting tie. No. He's going dark again, isn't it? Just, just a sunburnt tan- like fanny. <laughs> <laughs> the sunburnt fanny before we before we get to that and while the guys are having a little little bit of a laugh to here. the listeners out there that aren't from america fanny oh. means bottom backside derriere it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything oh. else Oh, okay. I didn't know there was a different interpretation across the seas. And that's why RGT's ran in the UK a ladies, a ladies front bottom. I think this is PG. I don't even know at this point. I, I feel like I'm navigating through a swamp with nothing but a stick. A that's why I said fanny, because I thought it was so PG. <laughs> RGT is like hyperventilating laughing right now. He's, we're not going to hear of him for the next episode or three, I don't think. So no, for he's sure not. going to be doing nothing but this for a week. No. So I interrupt the show to bring breaking news to each and every one of you because in an update from our fantasy league. Oh, yes, I'm about, please. I'm talking about our fan version, our fan version. The the Right now, it's Mikey wrestling in the league right now, leading the lead right now with 20, 25 points. He had a big game pullout for him, which was Octopath Traveler. He right now is projected, though, projected to be in third place. With yours truly right now projected to be in first place at the Wait, end of the year. mate, who I stumbled across the Fantasy League on the Discord and I went in that little route about. And there's uh-huh. been a lot of talk of Peppa Pig. That's fine. But it looks <laughs> like the real deal difference maker in there is Resi 4. Who had that? Resident Evil 4, uh, you know, coming in strong. Let's see who had that one. That would be Norfolk in Chance. And that would be. Let's see. Is that Let's digital see. monkery? Mm. Monkery, yeah. yeah. Monkery. So- Monkery's been coming hard. Um, been coming <laughs> hard. He is. Yeah, well, that means something different over here. He he's been wrapping it up, so to speak. He's been putting it on. You know, he has added about seven to eight new games on his roster, and he's he's very strategic. I like that. I like that. So. I initiated the challenge to you to everyone on a live episode of this of the show where I brought out the challenge where I said, I want y'all to come with that heat. I want you to bring it. I want you to actually bring the intensity. I want to feel challenged here. And thankfully, y'all have y'all have adhered to the challenge. Most of y'all have come really hard and I've admired <laughs> I've admired the dedication in which y'all are bringing the heat here. So I I thank y'all for that, but I just want to let y'all know the challenge is still on because I am coming at y'all with the wrath of a thousand men right now. So thank you, by the way. And um, to give an update on our our league, by the way, because the guys right here are killing over. I have no idea why y'all are laughing so hard. Uh, I'm so sorry. If I... Sorry. If (laughs) any... I'll if I'd done that as many times as you said, I'd literally look like a raisin right now. Coming <laughs> with the wrath of 10,000 men is a super strong mind image for me. 
<laughs> so the guys right now, um, for you audio listeners right now, are laughing really hard. I'm, I'm not. We should. Not we sure. should be above this. We should be growing. Yes. Obviously, yes. it's a PG show, and yeah. you know, sometimes oh, things hit was that hard. A, was that an innuendo of some sort? In through the window. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a few in there. Oh, okay. My bad. There wasn't My just bad. one. It was a peppered minefield left, right, and Chelsea. Everywhere I stood, a mine went off, and then another one, boom, and then coming with the rage of 10,000 men. I was like, <laughs> I was done. That was an old Western movie quote. You know, I thought that was going to be very PG. My apologies, everyone. Um, no, it's brilliant. Um, uh, but to give an update on our, the official, unofficial controller podcast, Fantasy League. If between, I'm not winning this, <sighs> Between all the different co-hosts of the show, right now, Handsome Rob, known as Bobby's Devils right now, is in first place with 29 points. Mm -hmm. George is in second place with 20 points. RGT has 16 points right now. And your boy right now is in last place with eight points. But, you know, here's the thing, though. Released games. George has had two games that on his list right now that have released. RGT's had two. I've had two. And Handsome Bobby has had three games. Handsome Bobby came out very strong right now. And he is he is very he's he Hogwarts Legacy got him a lot of points. Oct- uh, Octopath Traveler got him a lot of points. Wulong Dynasty got him a fair amount of points. But the last games he has is Hades 2, which might get him a lot of points. If that game does come out this year, we don't have a release date for it. System Shock, Lies of P, Blasphemous 2. So he's got a decent lineup. But George has the last I mean the the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. He has Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And he and he has Horizon uh Forbidden West Burning Shores. So he has a stacked list. Oh yeah, and MLB. He also drafted MLB as well. But he has a stacked list outside of MLB. Um right there. And then, and then <laughs> Deb's will still review well. It will review well. It will. 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 I'm all jokes aside, that game is probably going to review like Angbusters, um, with a very strong 83, probably. I'm not um, seeing enough changes, but I like the idea of this Negroes League that they brought in and some of the other. Oh, elements. I think, I think that's think amazing. Be really cool. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. The only thing that did grip me a little bit was that it, it used the modern day commentary, which I was like, wow. Yeah, that it feels like they should have maybe maybe had brought in some voice actors to kind of try to like retro that up a little or, bit or but. maybe bring that down and have just the sounds of the announcer in the in the in the stadium in the ballpark doing oh it. that's that's a cool idea yeah you know yeah. and had some like historic chants or whatever in the background you know mm-hmm. hot dogs hot dogs all that sort of stuff i think for me if it, if we don't know enough about it really but if it had, had like documentary sections either side um, with modern day voice actors, that would be great. And then if we went into the actual league itself and the games, again, we don't really fully know how this plays out from a gameplay perspective. But then if it had been, and I know this is a bit of a joke, but if it had even been in like a sepia tone as well, that you could turn on mm-hmm. or off a filter, I think that would have been really great. But we're getting something that's cool, the history of the and sport as well. Which I don't been- know if I've ever seen anything do, any sports game ever do anything quite like this, though. No, exactly. So I think. Mm-hmm. For that reason alone, um, they're adding content. Um, one imagines that with these annual sports game releases, what you give with one hand, you take away with the next. So they've added the Negro Leagues. But the thing is that they've probably not touched Road to the Show. No. Again. 
And it's like, oh, God, we're a bit thin here now, boys. And I don't play Diamond Dynasty and I don't play franchise either. So you better give me something in Rage of the Show. And and obviously, with it being the PS5 version, we're two versions into that now. This version needs to really let you pull your character from the previous game. Never. They would never do that. Sports they games never all the time. They used to all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but sports games, like, ever since, what, 2013, almost, like, it's almost been blasphemous for them to do that. And well, MLB it's a kept it going till at least 2019, I think. So, oh, okay. So they, they were the outlier. I didn't In know a way, that, you but... could bring, you could have brought a character from the PS3 through the Vita to the PS4 and then all the way up to the doors of PS5 and then the door gets shut. It's like, no, no play play. Um, I don't know why I felt compelled to say no play play, but I did. Um, it felt very sassy of you. It it did. <laughs> it felt very sassy. Of play play. Being honest. No, yeah, play, like play. A, <laughs> like I can almost imagine like a brat's doll of George right now. But <laughs> there is a t-shirt idea and a half. Mm-hmm. If you want to mm-hmm. get an exclusive one-off chance of Badabinkster's no play play uh, on a t-shirt, you you better hurry up because <laughs> it's very, very <laughs> powerful. That'll be there. In our league, though, I had Resident Evil, by the way, Resident Evil 4, which is right as of right now, the highest scoring game of the year. And, you know, I had this game that is reviewing like gangbusters for the millions and the millions of our fans. WWE 2K23. And I added, I took a chance on it. I added WWE 2K23 and that game is reviewing so well. Why did you talk about that in the what you've been playing section at the top of the show? This is so f- I forgot. I completely forgot. Like that's I, how good it is, Seb. No, the crazy thing is, it's one of the better games I've played like lately. It's just like I was so focused on the indie gym and the the gatorisms of the. I wanted to get the gator knowledge out there. <laughs> I was just so focused on it. But yeah, this is a really good one. But yeah, um, right now I am, despite having the best reviewed game right now, because I counterpicked Hogwarts Legacy, I am still in last place. But right now I am projected projected when all is said and done at the end of the year to be in first place by a whopping 40 points so gentlemen now i issue the challenge out to you your best to come hard not this again yeah <laughs> but no um yeah so i have you know like we have a lot of y'all have a lot of empty slots left on your roster so so unload unload yourself <laughs> into into the free agency and just start picking up different games don't worry don't worry though don't worry the best thing so innocent doesn't know perfect yeah so i just need you to unload yourself into the free agency and pick up the best (laughs) games possible because i want you to come hard you know i need competition i need competition and challenge here okay so that's our unofficial podcast uh, fantasy league updates for both leagues. Thank you all so much for playing. We will update you probably in three weeks, two or That's, three weeks. That sound, by the way, was me saying, Seb, no, I actually caught the side of my earphones, pulled them off myself, smashed them off the microphone and the desk. Like enough with the slots and, 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 and the hards. We, that's. <sighs> Anywho, should we do Stingray's boots? <laughs> yeah, Stingray's boots. <laughs> It's time for a peek in, in what, what we are. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> What's nestled between some counterfeit? Oh. <laughs>
Go on, Seth. Uh, all right, so George, what's next? No, you do it. You do it. I want no, to hear I, it. I can't. I can't do it in the British accent. So I, I need you to to bring the heat there. I don't even know who he is anymore. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately <laughs> call you. Stingray's boot. What's nest between some counterfeit nappers and a dodgy copy of Battlefront all this week? These are the new release highlights for the week, March 20th to March 26th, 2023. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be. By the time this podcast in your feed, but could be region dependent. Spring stop. Wow. Whoa. Uh, Ray jumped out of his car so quick. Uh, he's furious, guys. He doesn't mind who says his intro. But once you start saying it, you got to say it because he stopped and started that many times in the drive that he's worn 0.2 millimeters off his friction material on his front brake pads, and he's looking for someone to charge for that. Mr. Ray, I apologize deeply. I just didn't. I felt like I couldn't do justice to the word. Was it nappies? Nappies, and I and I was afraid, Ray, that I would incur your wrath if I didn't say it correctly. So my apologies, Mr. Ray. Do you you know what nappies are? (laughs) Nappies. Um, I believe they're bottoms, right? Are they bottoms? Are they like pants? They're diapers. Oh, okay. So baby pants. Yeah, Ray used to sell fake diapers. Uh, back in the day, uh, and I hmm. believe he still does. That's he's a man. He's a, he's a little bit of a dodgy character, if I'm honest. I'll tell you how I'm seeing him today, and this is this is pretty scary. Uh, I'm seeing him as our HR representative. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> the scariest of race. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Um, he's he's coming dressed down for Friday clothes. But he's still wearing, he's one of those serious business type characters. That even though I'm dressed down for a Friday day, he's wearing a polo shirt and some tan chinos, buttoned up with a smart diesel belt and uh, what looks to me like a pair of Chelsea boots, light tan. Uh, he's come dressed for pleasure, but he's a man who always comes for work. That's all I'll say. Uh, Wayne Ray is his. <clears throat> what is Wayne? What is that? Wayne's the HR intern. Okay, that's terrifying. I After this show, I'm a little bit nervous about dressing down from the Ray. Uh, RGT, tell me you're seeing him as a less authoritarian figure. Yeah, as as always, I see Ray. He always has some connection to this, you know, each week's show. And he's dressed in this sort of inflatable Xbox 360 suit. Just coming out the side of him is a wire that leads to a little Wayne Ray dressed as a little 360 controller. (laughs) And it is a wired one, so he has got Hoytakin written down his backside. (laughs) I like that. It's like the show's... So you're seeing him basically as the show's Sam Smith come out in that... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's an Xbox 360... I like that so much. That's fine. Okay, Seb, I'm nervous to ask, but one has to. How are you seeing the Ray? I'm seeing the Ray, and the Ray has taken the week off. Instead, right behind my shoulder, is the Ray's cousin, Stingboot. 
Sting Boot <laughs> has officially made his way. Chaps and all, um, <laughs> and everything. Standing right behind me, he got the spurs. Got the like spurs on his feet. So every time he walks, you can hear the like spurs click and such like that. So wow. Um, on the top, he's on like the top, as opposed to his cousin, who's like built like an upside down bowling pin, who normally wears like a suit and such like that. His cousin, similarly built, is wearing a very stone cold Steve Austin like vest. Oh my! Mm. Belly button out though. Chaps just just out in the world, exposed to the world. So that is how I'm seeing Mr. Stingboot, aka Stingboot Ray. Wow. Well, what a guy. What, what? He lives here in Texas, by the way. Whoever's turning up at OLL as Ray, obviously Ray, I don't know. Whoever Ray's turning up at OLL as, uh, Probably Kid Icarus, if we can play our cards right. That would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Well, with all that said and done, it's time to rip into it. Uh, let me have a little rummel, rummage around here in the boot. And I'm going to pull out a title known as Deceive Inc. On PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S coming out on March 21st. Go undercover as the world's greatest spies in this tense multiplayer game of subterfuge. Disguise as anyone, deploy an arsenal of high-tech gadgets or neutralize the competition. As long as you extract with the objective, no trick, apparently, is too dirty when you work for deceiving. Mm, sounds quite good. There's elements of that that actually do intrigue me, mm -hmm. um, but it does feel like a bit of a cash-in on Among Us or whatever it's called, you know. Uh, 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 yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, each to their own. Um, when I checked it out, it did actually look quite interesting. It kind of looked like a cross between like a a strategy game and and more of the of that sort of Among Us vibe. So yeah, it might be worth checking out. Have a look. Mm. Good work, Ray. What's next? Uh, rem remnant from <coughs> the ashes. Switch March twenty first. The world has been thrown into chaos by an um, ancient evil from another dimension. As one of the last remnants of humanity, you must set out alone or alongside up to two other survivors to face down hordes of deadly enemies to try and carve a foothold, rebuild, and retake what's lost. Hmm. This is a this is a port from an older game that came out in like 2019, by the way. Correct. Yeah, I I, yeah, I recognise the name. I must admit, I, I always throw these in because I, <clears throat> as much as I want people to pick them up because the Switch is a great platform. I also want to see the chaos in shoe of people picking up a game that looks like a paper cutout version of the one that released on the other platforms 10 years ago. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Seb, you look like you've got a, a nice game to pick out. The cheer of, for PC, PS5, and PS4, March 21st. A tropical open world adventure. Climb, glide, swim, and sail your boat around a beautiful archipia uh, in this physical driven sandbox. Take control of any animal or object you find and jam on your fully playable ukulele. I think this could be my mummy, mummy. It looks mm. so good. And it's going to be on PlayStation Extra. Yeah, stay in yeah, mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those those island collections are called archipelagos. 
Thank you, Archipelagos. Thank you. Knowing the circles you keep and, and the people that you're involved in, you're going to end up owning probably a private archipelago before the end of the end of the year. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I'll I'm see that little... in your future. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for your confidence in me. And, you know, I will not forget where I came from when, when I do hit that big money. But regardless... <laughs> I guarantee the first thing you'll forget, you'll want to try and forget, <laughs> is the UCP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to spend the rest of your millions trying to wipe this from your memory. No, no. I'm just going to show up to the UCP recordings now in like a Ric Flair robe and such like that glasses (laughs) on every every time. Wow. I would pay good money to see this. But no, yeah, this looks fun. Um, this looks like a really good game. It, it gives me a little bit of um, Wind Waker kind of vibes every time I see that. The more intriguing thing for me is like, does that mean if I want to play the whole of Cheer as a rock? That's possible for the millions of the rocks fans. <laughs> I'm talking literally a pebble. Um, I find the concept, and I want to know more about this game. I find the concept of being able to take control of any animal or object you find really compelling. I can't remember what the game was called. It was on PS4. It was like in the early days of the PS4. There was a game where you could be anything. And you would like move through it, like you could become a deer, but it didn't walk like a deer. It kind of rolled in this really sort of clanky way. I'm sure Seb's going to pull the name out of the of the machine in the next minute or so. But mm. it was a game where it was like a. Oh, it was a PS4 era game. It was a PS4 exclusive, and it was it was literally where you could be anything from a microbe up, and you ended up work, working your way through the universe from stone. It wasn't Gary's mod, was it? No, it wasn't Gary's okay. mod. Okay, it was a Gary's mod. Then it probably was the game everywhere. I think that might or, be what or it was everything, called. everything, everything. That's everything. Uh-huh. Everything. Um, it was a mess of a game, really, but um, mm-hmm. it was slightly compelling in some ways, but not really many. Um, and Cheer almost sounds like the final evolution of that. But you know, being a rock or a blade of grass in Cheer, it, I want to see how that pans out. That's fascinating. Um, next out the boot, because Ray's looking a little bit frustrated. Um, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution on the PSVR 2, coming out March 21st, hunted by the seemingly unstoppable Axeman and facing off against the tower's latest push for total dominance. Discover what connects these new threats together before it's too late. New faces, places, weapons, and gear all await you on your journey to a final showdown for the city's fate. Anyone played Saints and Sinners on the original VR or? No, I didn't. No, I'm not a VR person. Okay. Well, Saints and Sinners, even on PSVR, was quite a compelling little game. Um, Mm. A little bit hindered with the move ones at times, I will be honest. Um, You know, you put a gun in your holster and the next minute it's on the floor and then it's back on the table. And yeah. Was that when you were saying it was quite brutal when you were? It's the one where you you literally stabbing zombies as you go. It, it is an interesting game, and when it all works, it's perfect. The only thing really holding it back is is the move ones, really. Mm. But you know yeah. that's also what makes it as compelling as it is. You know, grabbing the zombie's hair and then sticking a knife in its head. It's it's all done in this cartoonesque way, so it's not quite as brutal for the younger listeners mm. as possibly you might think it is. But uh, and it's done in the cartoon style ish. Uh, it's still very much an adult's game, but one worth checking out and, and something PSVR 2 needs probably. So um, 
Do you, you think the one? story in the first one is better than Telltale's The Walking Dead's no, no, story? Because no, no. I was like, that is a really good story. Mm, no, it's brilliant. Mm. No, it's nothing. It's nothing really like that. It's more of like a zombie sandbox that's had the Walking Dead franchise slapped on top of it. It, it makes sense, um, but it's not for me. It wasn't. It wasn't that level of storytelling. That's for sure. You know who should make a v, like a VR game very similar to this? Dying Light. I feel like that would be perfect for that. Mm. That would work well. Yeah, that'd be good in that engine, wouldn't it? Wow. What's next? Who's next? Uh, I think it's me. It is Have a Nice Death Switch, March 22nd. Have a Nice Death is a 2D action roguelike. Right, yeah. you've got a roguelike, indie roguelike in the boot. Like I'm sick of seeing them every week. You trot this dribble out. Like, come up with a new, come up with a new genre. Okay, fine. There won't be any more roguelikes, apparently. Oh, cool. <laughs> Where you play as an overworked deaf whose employees have run rampant, completely throwing off the balance of souls and his vacation plans. In order to restore order, you'll have to grab your trusty scythe and show your employees who's the boss. It is so cool. Ah, oh, mm. mummy, mummy, times 10. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's your mummy, mummy. Have a nice death. Oh, for sure, for sure. You got a game that combines like the stallings of um the stallings of Death's Door, like the in the way like the this like in the way the lore is kind of presented, and then you combine that with the art style of um Hollow Knight because it mm. it's like oh it has a lot of the elements from like Hollow Knight's art style and such like that, and then you combine like all those elements with like gameplay from like a mixture between Hollow Knight and Rogue Legacy. The game oh. <laughs> oh let's That's go seb's woo hoo 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 that's what the new indie gems are going to be called yes <laughs> i'm writing this down in the show he sprint. is literally writing this down it is so ah oh, chef's kiss okay All right. so we've got crown new, of you've woo. got another catchphrase how huh you just i just sit i just sit in the incubator and sort of just think and just yeah i come up with 10 a week you know <laughs> maybe, maybe more that's yeah. what you got the sweatshop on with at the moment just coming up with like catchphrases yeah all the all the employees are uh, in the basement are just gone they're all doing their own thing now in the world so i i'm it's just me down there with um you know sting boot and me and him are kind of <laughs> just coming up with different different catchphrases now yeah i'm, a little, I'm getting a little bit nervous how much sort of contraband ucp lore and stuff you're gathering around yourself here. <laughs> you're gonna pop up on the interweb next week as like the official controller podcast and the sting boot's gonna do the new release <laughs> I'm a sting, boot, sting boot might be the texas edition of the wreck <laughs> <laughs> it's the open back to chaps which sold me on the whole concept if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the crown of woo the crown of woo pc playstation 5 xbox series x ps4 and xbone on coming at you on March the 24th, unravel the mystery behind the stolen crown of Wu. Run, jump, fight, explore, and master the elements of earth, fire, air, lightning. Oh, that's not right. They were so close to the avatar. Okay. Cross the, no, the What they chasm. were trying to do was like Captain Planet. Fire, wind, earth, monkey, monkey, heart. <laughs> that was my heart was the heart was it yeah it wasn't monkey. what the hell 
All right, cross through the chasms and solve puzzles in this action-adventure-packed game with high-level difficulty as well as a narrative full of mythology. By the way, before we even talk about this game, because I don't know if any of y'all are playing this, Monkey was heart? No, Monkey wasn't. There was another kid, like a... um... Like an Asian kid, I think, but he was hot. There was fire, earth, wind. Uh, get in the community corrections. Tell me what the Captain Planet. Uh, I remember the show, Cap. Elements. Planet, he's, he's a, a hero. hero. Yeah. Gonna I remember take pollution the down to zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That character, that, 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 that interesting character. Earth, fire, where Yeah, one of them was heart anyway. I felt like he got a bit of a bum deal, but he had a pet monkey, so I don't know if that's kind of what's damaging you. I don't know if it was a monkey. It was some small-tailed thing, really, <laughs> rat-looking rat thing. Could have been a monkey. Could have been I think a, it was a monkey. Could have been a lemur. I, it could have been. I, I always wondered what, what would he do if he actually encountered the monkey from um, Johnny Quest. That little monkey... Because that monkey was smart. That was a smart little monkey. This monkey had intelligence, but, you know, I don't know as it was always directed in the right ways, but, you know, we'll find no, out. Okay. Yeah, potato, potato. All right. In, so in, in the Battle of the Monkeys. This is my mummy, mummy. Mm-hmm. EA Sports PGA Tour. Uh, I don't know why I'm picking this, but I, I want why? a new golf game. I want, I want a good golf game. I want a new good mm-hmm. golf game. Okay. Mm-hmm. My only concern is... Upon checking, upon Ray saying going to put PGA Sports Tour in the boot, I was like, okay, let me check it out. RGT, I know you're going to be like, oh, how dare you? How dare you? But considering how detailed the graphics are capable of being now, why do EG, why do EA Sports PGA Tour not really look like it's advanced beyond Tiger Woods on the PS204? Like the textures look bland on the floor. It doesn't look like grass. You know, I don't when, gra- when do any of the A sports games look like they're in the current gen? Oh, no. Um, I never in, do. Yeah, it's, but the latest no. FIFA release looks like it's trying. This, the PGA say, games yeah. seem to get a little bit left behind. And, and I don't know, it's making me feel a bit unloved by that, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's especially when, when was the last. Have they done these yearly, these PJ tours? I think yeah. they took a break, but they there was one earlier. Are uh-huh. they have done so, yearly uh, updates? Yeah, because I think there was a break between like Rory because they did a Rory one, and yeah. then they like took a break before like. Do you think if they're taking a break, then surely it should look pretty polished? So if it isn't, then they're probably still using the old engine, I would imagine. Well, it's coming out on I PC, so. PS5, mm. Xbox Series X, March twenty fourth. Mm. I don't even you- think I'm done with that now. Everyone else's mummy mummy is next, so you know. No. No. And Seb's already chosen one. Okay. Yeah. Didn't I choose I'm one? Not, I'm not a horror kind of person, so. Well, to let me take this last one out of the boot. Resident Evil 4 remake, PC, PS5, Xbox Series, S and X, and PS4, March 24th. Survival is just the beginning. Six years have passed since the biological disaster in Raccoon City. Leon S. Kennedy, one of the survivors. Tracks the president's kidnapped daughter to <laughs> what happened to my teeth <laughs> to a secluded European village where there is something terribly wrong with the locals. I'm excited by that, and it's reviewing. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's doing gangbuster numbers. I've seen ten out of tens attached to this game, and I mm, some big big scores with that game. In- interested by that concept in itself. 
before Ray goes, and and I want HR Ray to disappear as soon as he's turned up, to be honest with you, because I don't want to be on the back end of a sit-down with HR this afternoon. Um, my mummy mummy pick out the boot. Have a nice death. Have a nice death. Check out the trailer, man. Have a nice death on the... But my VHS pick is oh, going to okay. be Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman's Long Way Round. Hmm. <laughs> A documentary series from yeah. 2004 with an eclectic uh, mix of musical accompaniments that still stands strong as a great watch. If you see it in a chancellor or if Ray pops up in your drive as he's in, in, you know, destined to do, it's one you should grab. It's quite fun and has actually compelled me to order Long Way Down and Up and also Charlie Borman's. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Charlie Borman singular series doesn't quite have the same gravitas. Uh, mm. I'm here for Obi-Wan, basically. Uh, Seb, what's your Mummy Mummy VHS pick? Hmm. You know, I was going to save this for the special time of the... No, I'll save that one. I'll save that one. I think my Mummy Mummy VHS pick is going to be Jim Carrey's The Mask. I'm mm-hmm. in a goofy mood right now. And I, you know, I'm I'm thinking smoking, you know, like when he was doing that little dance and everything like that. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun little movie. Okay. I like that. It's a good romp. Uh, RGT, what's your uh, Mummy Mummy VHS pick? Um, and I'm feeling all 80s. I'm feeling all synth wavy. I keep looking at me Spectrum, me C64. So I'm going to go for that Tron. I'm going to watch original oh, Tron. Oh. Yeah. Does nice. it hold up well? Um, yeah, I think it, I think it does. Did they refurbish the special effects on a Tron special edition in accompaniment with Tron 2 in a box set? I believe they did, yeah. I believe they did. But I'm going full VHS on this bad boy. And, oh, uh, yeah. wow. Mm. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you still have a VHS player? Yeah. Or do you strike I, me as a person who does? I, I have do, one also. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing more nostalgic than watching the tracking flick through and then it appears and you're just like, yeah, this will do. You know. Yeah. Like back in the day, slap a VHS in. Happy. Do y'all have to get? Did y'all have to get an adapter to be able to plug it into your TV? Basically. Well, mine goes into a TV that still has a a SCART slot on it, an RGB SCART, so it just goes straight in there with a with you know RGB SCART often been under. <laughs> let me push my glasses up. RGB SCART often been undersold as a as a video carrying format. It looks fantastic. You know, mm. in the days before HDMI and other stuff. RGB SCART was the way to go. It was it it produced a great image. I actually watched their um uh YouTube video the other day and they were comparing standard DVDs, Blu-ray DVDs, and HD videos, because they did do HD VHSs towards they the did. end. Yeah. And the HD VHSs were better than Blu-ray. They were That's a surprising. Yeah. Is this Techmoan? No. I think it was uh Linus Tech Tips, I think it might have been him. Was it? Did he bother to do that? Unbelievable. Yeah. Linus, yeah. get out more, friend. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I love a bit of Linus. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's done that. How come I've missed that video, first of all? He never told mm, me. I'm sure it was him. I'm sure it was him. I'll, I'll find it and I'll, uh, I'll send you the, uh, the link. I'd like that. Well, yeah. With this talk of Linus, I turn around and the only thing on the floor is uh, page six, article seven, paragraph six of the UCP HR guidebook. And it looks to me like I'm in contravenance of every single one 
of those issues that's been left on the floor. That was Ray's little sayonara calling card to say, I might not be on the show next week. Um, yeah, I'll do whatever I can to atone for that. Let me know in the Discord if you... Why don't we just get like a replacement Georgian? Like we talk about Sting Boot. Like what about like Jorge? Like the Spanish version of me <laughs> comes on <laughs> in place of me. I mean, that would be remarkable. But those that know that that last sayonara from Ray means that the only thing left on the table for the show this week is for me to ask you gentlemen what you're hoping to play. And we'll go to Seb this week. What are you going to get busy at gaming-wise, Seb? What's going to be occupying your time, friend? Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to lay the Stone Cold Stunner on somebody's candy. <laughs> you know what? And then I'm going to play for the millions and the millions of The Rock's fans chanting the, <laughs> the Rock's name. Rocky, Rocky. And then, you know, you know, I'm just going to say just bring it to all the newcomers and such like that. So I'm going to be playing more WWE 2K23. Um, now that I've completely polished off Hogwarts Legacy, I'll be playing that a lot more. Um, Have a Nice Death is something I'll be diving full-fledged into. Really, really looks like a good representation of the roguelike genre. So be trying that out. And, you know, I'll be, um, you know, for all you gamers over here in the States, uh, all you listeners, I'll be at PAX this coming up week. So I'll be, you can check me out on the show floor. I'll be covering that event. So you, um, I'll be playing all the games at PAX and probably having a good time there. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're a, a longtime listener of the UCP and you see your boy, um, you can just come up to me and shout for a K and I will definitely know you're a, a fan of the, a fan of this great podcast. So say hello if you're over there. I implore everyone in America that listens to make their way to PAX so they can shout for K at Seb every second mm-hmm. step he takes. For K, baby! <laughs> I, I want to hear the PAX floor ringing from that. From that, You got it. If you say it, like, I, I want a pause between the baby. And so when you say it, I want you to say it like, for K, bye-bye. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, B-A-Y. <laughs> B-A-Y. Baby. That's the Bebe. way I want to say it. Yeah. I can't even begin to wrap my head around the, the tongue log- logistics of that. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna park it there. So again, you know, not the full team, but certainly Seb in attendance at PAX to get yourself there, support him and the show. I would say the German listeners, you know, maybe just keep your powder dry a little bit, maybe save it for OLL because the transatlantic voyage uh probably a little bit rich. But, you know, whatever. It's not for me to dictate what you do with your monies. So, RGT, what are you going to be up to this gaming week? Uh, definitely more Doom to Hell. Um, loving what, that what? game. Yeah, loving that game. So I'm going to keep dipping in and out of that. It's perfect for a busy schedule. <laughs> George, you need to join the Doom to Hell train. Just just jump in. The water's great. Everyone's loving it. Mm. it it's £3.49 more than I've got right now. Okay, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still caressing the VR2 like a newborn baby. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, more Metroid Fusion. I'm enjoying that. I've only played about the first hour, but I'm enjoying that at the moment. So get stuck into that. And yes, probably. Is that in a 4.3 aspect ratio, or is mm-hmm. it, has it been 4.3? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They have sort of a um, what do you call it? Like a barrier around the side of the screen, so it goes into the 4.3. Look, like I said, like I said before, looks very good on the Switch. I must admit. Very well emulated. Um, yeah, probably more Hogwarts Legacy. I really must try and get that done. I know I keep saying down about it. I've, I've had fun with the game, but 
I just want to get it down and move on now, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. we're all in that boat. Um, it's eating too much candy. It's almost like that. It just gets worse and worse. But George, you know, I I do want to say if you do want to buy Doom to Hell, you could probably sell your Wii U for about two dollars, and that'll get you halfway there. <laughs> I know, but then uh, <laughs> it's finding that extra bit of cash. Seemingly, okay, I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand that. I feel I could probably sell most of my retro collection and then still be. 20 cents short of the full asking price of that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I might be giving that a miss. Um, we've got some big stuff going on with the show. So, uh, yeah, RGT's been the executive producing all that good stuff so I can rock mm-hmm. up like a celebrity and be carried in on a wicker bed chair to the centre of OLL and then deposited down on the ground and fed grapes by his wife. Uh, it's, how <laughs> these, it's how these things work out, you know. <laughs> uh, other than that, other than preparing ready for bed sores over the OLL week, I will be, um, I'm going to carry on playing a bit more farming simulator. I will finish Hogwarts. At least that's what I'm telling myself. Uh, no, you will, you, you will finish Hogwarts, um, and get that done and dusted and then just enjoy sort of moseying around this sort of in between game, in between games for me, period. Certainly. Um, by just going back through the back catalogue and re-enjoying some good memories or discovering some hidden gems that I never got around to playing the first time through. Um, I still need to delve deeper into PS Premium. Uh, there's some stuff on there, but as we said before, a lot of games that you've already played or or give a massive swerve to because it wasn't your cup of tea then. Um, but, you know, something intriguing might pop up. And uh, other than that, yeah, keeping my head down. Play a bit of PSVR 2, no doubt. A bit of Kayak. A little bit more Horizon, Call of the Mountain. Um, like I say, just try not to get too deeply involved in anything post-Hogwarts so the decks are absolutely clear for the new stuff and my mind is free of distractions so we can fully enjoy the likes of Star Wars and Burning Shores. When or- is the game you're most likely to beat this week? Game most likely to beat of the ones I'm playing? Yeah. Definitely Hogwarts. I'm on the last boss as it is. Uh, but you're uncompelled to play, though. That's what I'm saying. It might be a hurdle. What, compelled to play? Um, yeah. I've been enjoying Last of Us. I'm really in the end game of that now. We're in um, Santa Monica or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Santa Barbara. So really, really right at the end game. So maybe another hour, really, to bust of that, if you've already played it once. Uh, just to see the story done, see the girlfriend's reaction to that post-Last of Us. I think that would be intriguing. Um, and then that's probably it. Just farming simulator. Like I say, no man's sky. I just want to keep my nose clean. And, and neither of those games are really finishable. They're mm. like life commitments. Mm. George, I, I want to, I want to give you a challenge because when we do the game awards at the end of the year, the, the UCP game awards, I want you to do a very George centric, just George only category of, Best simulator of the year because you're playing so many. I I need to I need to know what what do we class one. as a simulator though? Let's get this cleared up. Is No Man's okay. Sky a simulator? I would say it is very much a simulator considering all you do is basically farm farm like resources. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm like that. That is all that game is, right? It's a space simulator as far Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I indulge my space simulation fantasies through the medium of No Man's Sky. I indulge my farming 
do you know, I've been looking at the Bering Sea Alaskan fishing simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I see a simulator, I get an advert on TV or on YouTube when I'm watching, I think. George, George would be into now. that. George yeah, I was just like, that'd be mm-hmm. something random as well. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I have been disappointed. Gold Rush was a bit of a letdown, although I probably need to focus on it on single player. But the fact that it's so restrictive, like you have to control this machinery, you have to control that machinery, it's not really conducive to being a fun game as much mm. as I want to like it. Uh, and if that had had multiplayer, incredible. I think we get distracted. Um, I think it's that time. Unless we've got anything more to discuss or impart, apart from obviously the nugget that is join the Discord, possibly get some free tickets to OLL, or at least get your name in the hat. If you're not in mm. there, you're not coming. And to our German listeners, who now rank as the biggest supporting country of the UCP, which incredible baffles my mind, but I am humbly grateful, genuinely. There's a lot of mucking about on the show, but genuinely, it is mind-blowing to me and thank you very much for that um if any of you want to come to ll get in the discord let me know i'll try and ease your passage as easy as as, as much as we can um other than that join the yeah, discord. Speak- <laughs> yeah speaking of joining the discord i mean and our german listeners shout out to zoro arts our newest um newest entry into our discord and he is the creator of um mckees adventures a really dope indie game that you should definitely check out so if you're in the discord you want to ask him all about the game and everything like that he's more more like open to to any questions you might have and if you just want to learn about game development he's a very good resource to go to so check him out he's in our discord and he is a 20 year old kid who's a has a bright future in video games so mm-hmm. Seb's top pick. Uh, they don't just get thrown around unwarranted. So uh, get yourself in on the ground level and get to know this gentleman early doors. Uh, yeah, we're honored sure. to have him in the Discord. We've got plenty of other content creators in there as well. So plenty of people to ask and get involved with and talk to. Um, we'll, we're in the Discord. Uh, if you summon us by name, we will arise, okay? But it is your place. So mm. we let you do what you want. If you want to start up a, a hate show for me on there, I'm down for it, whatever you want to do. Um, if you want to come and support me in some way, I'm also down for that, you know? Just come with a rage of a thousand men is what I would say. Leave the Discord in tatters. That's what I that's would what, say. That's what Sting Boot whispered into my ear as I was talking earlier. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is he still he in told his me to say this. No yeah, yeah. He was just like, <laughs> say, it. Crop top say it, say <laughs> it. Was... That's a little bit dark, Seb. If I'm honest, he <laughs> yeah. pinned you down and whispered in your ear. He didn't pin me down. He's just say like it. right over, just right above my my ear, right up, right above my computer chair. He's just like, say it now. Say for a K. He is the operating manager, <laughs> and he gets us paid basically. <laughs> Sting boot, the cousin of Stingray. <laughs> wow. Okay. If you want to go packs and see Seb dressed as Sting Boot, backless chaps and all, you best get yourself tickets because that's a one and done show, never to be repeated. Um, gentlemen, before we depart, we leap on the back of a, a Nissan Bluebird leaving the area on skateboards, feeling like Martin McFly. RGT, how would the collective masses find you outside of the Discord? Where do you dwell? How do people find your content, find out what you're about, take a little sniff of your hair? 
they don't have to sniff my hair, but anyway. They do. Um, <laughs> it smells like lavender, everyone. <laughs> it smells like Werther's Originals to me, but, you know, whatever. Werther's Originals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am RGT on Instagram or Retro Gamer Thomas. You'll probably see on Discord, oh, my name was changed to Retro Geezer Thomas. <laughs> Is it still really? that? Huh? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think Gene said that I sound like a Roy Geezer, so they changed it to Retro Geezer Thomas. Wow. Uh, yeah, but Instagram Retro Gamer Thomas. So yeah, just on there is just uh, bits and pieces about the show, my collection, my games, the bits and pieces, my games room. So yeah, come check me out. Okay, Seb, where are they going to find you on the on the corner of the internet that you dominate? You can find me um, on the Twitter at on all your favorite social media platforms at Sebastian23. You can find me on Discord, you know, at the UCP Discord, at the Single Player Experience um, Discord, wherever you might find you. Where on D- Discord, basically hit up Sebastian23. I'll be right there. Everyone also, that's in the everyone that's in the Seb Discord right now, the single player one, they. Mm-hmm. They have to join the UCP Discord. It's literally a button click for them. If they've not done that by Wednesday, okay, I will kill your pet dog. Huh? I think he'd give you a good fight. <laughs> Maybe. I, I actually, you know? I think he'd give you a good fight. Maybe. I think I've been training him in some Last of Us tactics. I think he'd come back. You. Is he coming? <laughs> is he coming at you with the rage of a thousand men? No. Thousand and one. He has the extra one, but okay. Well, that, that's a straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me laying down to a small pooch. But, but, um, but all that aside, you know, like it is. It's been fun. Um, and I am going to be at PAX this week, so I will not be on next week's show. So you won't get to your, your indie jam for next week. But you can also catch me on the Single Player Experience podcast where we do have some really cool devs interviews coming up. And we're going to be doing also on the UCP and the Single Player Experience podcast. We'll be bringing some really cool um, in-depth analysis of all of a lot of games that are going to be featured at PAX, both on the indie level and on the AAA level. So be tuned to check all those out. Excited um, for that episode, the post-PAX episode. Where we carry you in on the UCP wicker chair to discuss everything you saw at PAX. Uh, oh man, it's 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 a lot of fun. I mean, I have a lot of appointments coming up. I think I have right now like twenty three or so appointments in dev wow. interviews. So in the span of like four days, so it's gonna be a very busy day. But okay. all things all things aside, yeah, check out the single player experience podcast. You can find it on your all your favorite podcast platforms. And I want to say. Thank you so much to the UCP um, fan base and family for welcoming welcoming me in and also like supporting me on the single player experience podcast and supporting me on the YouTube channel. I kid you not, the YouTube channel has absolutely been blowing up lately. You know, like we I think we had 5000 additional subscribers, you know, this month. So thank you Mm. so much for all your support over there. So thank you. Power. Of a of an energized community there, Seb. I cannot, you know, nothing fills my heart with more joy. Um, RGT, we're going to a show at the end of the month. Mm, we are. So I'm going to bring back a couple of raffle tickets and uh, a used paper plate from the concessionary stand. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the WASD, I believe it is, uh, which Correct. is um, down in London. We're heading down there, um, checking out some indie developers and games and bits and pieces see what's going to be coming out so yeah really looking forward to that 
That's going a to be busman's holiday for you and I. We're still oh, not quite sure yes. whether it's going to be Thursday. I think Friday, if I can get the Friday off, that should make you happy. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Y'all if have can... got to play Have a Nice Death. It's going to be a WSD. So at least tr- at least check that game. Oh, yeah. We can check that out. Have yeah, a UCP and... road trip. Okay. Yeah. And check that one out, Undisputed out, and check out Dead Island 2 because I want to hear y'all's thought on Dead Island 2 because I have a feeling that's going to be a really good episode, a really fun piece of content. I thought the first one was great. So I'm, you know, excited for this. It should be good. Mm. Um, okay, with all that said and done, if you're even mildly intrigued where I hang out on the internet, I'm obviously on the Discord uh, primarily. Um, you'll also find me. I'm on Instagram. My name's Spiel Barnhoff. You know, if you're even slightly intrigued, then I shouldn't think you are. What a wild George gets up to in his spare time. Uh, probably ought to update that page a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, been a while and it's just a, an eclectic mix of me doing stuff with the kids showing off some of my bizarre games that I've collected over the years and then just generally money and business. But if you want to engage one-to-one, you've got that, you've got the Discord. If you DM me on any of these platforms, I will come back to you post-haste, no matter what it is you want to talk about, be it games, be it movies, be it the show, be it, I don't know, if you're up against a... If you're up against it in life and just want to bounce something off someone, I will listen and I'll offer the best advice I can or maybe just, you know, be a sympathetic shoulder to cry on. Equally so, if you want to shout from the rooftops about something amazing, I'm equally as buoyed up to hear about that as well. So Hunters Out, we're a community and a family for a reason. And that's the compelling reason. The podcast brings you, the community is the reason why you stay. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, that's all we have time for this week. Listeners, always thank you for your time. and look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with the counts. See you guys. Goodbye. <laughs>